Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. And I just want to tell you right now, that bonus content we drop will be uncensored and raw. Raw. Yeah. Yeah, like take out the Jurgens because your skin's going to be chafing because it's raw. <laughs> Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you got to squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. No common man today, but that's all right because Eric Reeser is here to join me for the day. What's up, Reeser? Good afternoon, Bone. How are good you? Have, it's good to have you on, good man. Good to be here. I am, uh, I am excited to do the show. This is the first time in the new studios because we, we built new studios during the pandemic. Yep. Always a good time to do construction work when you know no one can be in the office, so they did. It's true. And then they put us in the new studio. And so this is the first time where I have hosted when Mike's been gone, where I was not home okay. to host. So now I'm sitting in this side of things. And I got to tell you, I have to figure out how to get his headphone mix <laughs> off because weird. it is the grossest sounding headphone mix. For people who don't know, Mike is deaf. Yes. So like, I don't know how deaf he is, but deaf enough that this in my ears sounds good to him. What it sounds like is if you've ever listened to a guitar player for a rock band and they've pulled the guitar up and screamed into the pickups because, you know, the pickups will go through the amp and all that. That's what my headphones sound like right now. That's, I don't know how he listens to this every day. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's incre it's impressive and incredible at the same time uh, that he's able to do that because I'll always notice when I come in here, whichever position I'm in for the Buckeye show, if I, I'm in this seat. You're completely normal, but then with man, it's just, it's completely different in every single way. And even the setup over there. So yeah, it will take some time. To it really it does. To. Like, honestly, it sounds like Jimi Hendrix is playing the national anthem. That's what like my voice sounds like in my head. It's just all at, at first like, glance, you're like, what the hell? And then you're like, all right, this is it going <laughs> like this for three hours. Serious question. Do you know how to switch this? Not now. No but, idea. Oh, good. All right. I, I tried last time I was in that chair doing the show <laughs> and I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to, I'm going to sound how I all sound right. to myself. I got to text Marco before, before he leaves for the day. Cause I'm going to need some help. I, yep. We have like, we have Marco's our technical person who's still here in the building. I think right now, I think everybody else. I saw Greg today. today, but okay. I don't know. All right. We'll get it sorted out. Nobody cares about this, by the way. I'm just telling you, this is what I, <laughs> I walked into. I like Mike was like, I'll sign in early on the computer. Sometimes it's real laggy. And so I get signed in fine. I'm like, this is all good. Plug in my headphones. And it sounds like crap. I can, I can appreciate the struggle that you're currently yeah, going through. It's okay. It's all good. We'll, we'll soldier through lots yep. to get to today. Of course, degenerate T-bone coming up in the four o'clock hour tool of the week in the five o'clock hour. We have many things to get to, but as you heard Timmy Hall mentioned in the sports center, the, I don't know what we're going to call this, but this, this joining of three conferences appears to be happening to some levels. So this has been reported for the last week or so. There's been stories about this possibly happening. 
Today, Nicole Auerbach published a story. Heather Dinich has also posted supplemental reporting to this for ESPN. Big 10, Pac-12, ACC expected to formally announce an alliance sometime next week. Now, as you go read through this story, it turns out they're having a conference call sometime in the next few days to sort out what the announcement will be and what the actual alliance or partnership looks like. But so it's not it's not fully formed yet, but they they're telling us they're going to tell us mm-hmm. something. You get the announcement the announces the announcement that's coming. The press release uh, to talk about a press release coming in the next couple of days is something I think we're just getting introduced to over the past couple of years, but uh this in direct response. I don't know if it's it's sort of panicky, but in response to the SEC poaching Texas and Oklahoma in the thick of night, like yeah, doing it yeah. behind everybody's back. There were people, there were teams, schools in the SEC that had no idea this was happening. You remember Texas A and M tried to get all cute with things, saying, "Well, we'll block that. We're going to be the only SEC team in Texas." <laughs> yeah, and how'd then twenty foot was like one Scaramucci later. It's like, no, okay, no, we're fine. This is this is good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. It was very quick news cycle. They were like, all right, never mind. We're going to be one of many Texas teams. Apparently we're going to be all we're, we're good soldiers here. We're not going to fight this. They know where the Texas A&M knows they are. They're not, they don't have enough power to go up against Texas. Sorry. You thought you did. You paid Jimbo Fisher a ridiculous amount of money, but yeah. Anyway, they, that sec partnership has rightfully so led to the big 10 pac 12 ACC saying, what are we going to do? And we had talked about this on our on our show when that all broke, and there was like this thought process of what if Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, a couple other schools, and then the big dogs in the ACC, the big dogs in the Pac-12, what if they all got together and just did that? What if they all just left and formed their own conference? This isn't quite going to be what's happening here, but I guess what we need to find out, Eric, is what level are we going to be involved between the big 10 pac 12 and acc yeah this can't just be announcing fun little home and home series is every single year between a big 10 team and an an acc team this year and then a pac 12 team the next year it's got to kind of be full-on immersion uh between all of the schools and their scheduling so unfortunately uh probably no more mac games probably no more tulsa games if this thing works the way that it should well work. that's just it i don't know what it's gonna be because it could just be <laughs> i don't think they it could, do it could right it could be this giant announcement and then they actually come out and they're like we're gonna play one pac-12 team from mm-hmm. the big 10 every three years and you're like okay that's nothing but I, I'm with you. I would I would prefer to see it be something more like this. But this is just me, and I'm curious where you are as a listener. If you're a Buckeye fan, if you're a Big Ten football fan, I wonder how much you would get on board with this. What if the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC said, we're going to all go, because right now the ACC plays eight conference games, Pac-12 and Big, 12, Big Ten play nine. What if they all said, we're going to cut those back to six conference games every year with protected rivals and all that stuff. We'll have a couple games at... You never lose. You're always going to have Ohio State, Michigan, and whatever other game you want, if you want Penn State or whoever. But then what we're going to do is the other six games are going to be three from the other two conferences, three ACC, three Pac-12 every single year. That would get me excited. Yeah. That would mean, yes, you're right. You blow out all the MAC schools. You don't have to play those games Sorry, anymore. You don't have to worry about having the Tulsa on your schedule every year. Now, not to say every, you know, every year there's going to be ACC teams that are bad. But let's take like Boston College from the last couple of years. I'd still be interested to go to that game. I know Ohio State's going to win it by 30 or 40 points, but it'd be neat to see those big time schools playing each other as opposed to just schools that 
don't have the same luster, don't have the same appeal, at least in my mind. You'd get to create new uh, opportunities for schools to play each other that would never outside of random bowl games. So in Ohio State, Stanford, I think you'd get a lot of people interested in, especially fans within our listening audience, to go out to California and to watch them play. UCLA is the obvious one, or USC is the obvious one, but then there's UCLA. There's a game against Clemson you'd like to see happen a lot just because of the natural rivalry that's appeared over the past couple of years. I know just in talking with people that are thinking about this year's college football playoff, a lot of a lot of talk has been made about Ohio State Clemson part three. It's like, sign me up right now for that. You gotta take another shot at Dabo. Yeah, I would love it. I, I think I think the opportunities are cool from a as a fan, do mm-hmm. you want to watch these games? Now, once your schedule comes out and you suddenly see like you've got revamped USC on the bill, you've got Clemson on the docket. Oh, and it turns out Florida State's back Mm -hmm. whenever they get back and they're on your schedule this year, too. Suddenly, that's a really tough schedule. But that's why this expanded playoffs. Should that occur, then it's not as big of a deal right now. That becomes more about let's put good games together. And if you have two or three losses, you're not out of the playoff picture. Right. Especially if you're a big time school. But I see there's this being two ways that this can go. Because there was a quote from Greg Sankey, uh, Sankey mm. that he said the other day, we're certainly a part of the NCAA structure, and that's important. But our identity stands alone. He then went on to say, we're going to be good participants. We're also expecting significant updating of the NCAA's role and model. And I think there are some hard conversations ahead. Now, Yes, the NCAA is not going to be what they once were. But that sounds like Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, basically saying, yeah, the NCAA, we'll, we'll participate. Don't tell us to do anything we don't want to do. <laughs> like, I I am not, like, it's it's like an adult son moving back into the house. Like, yeah, I'm going to, okay, you want me to be calling you if I'm out? I'm not coming home at 10 p.m. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I'm an adult. You don't get to tell me what to do. Like, I think that's where Greg Sankey is kind of at this point. And I, that makes me wonder how this can go. You can either see these three conferences, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, they could get together and form a national conference, a big, humongo conference where they play all these games. Or you can see the SEC just rise up and be what they are, and then all these other conferences sit around and don't do anything. They, they form a little one game off here or there, nothing really significant. And then the SEC bypasses all of them if they haven't already. I mean, I think they mostly have, but that's the risk you run here if these three conferences don't get this right. There had, and had, there had to be been something done because in 2025, a lot of this is supposed to take place. The college football is supposed to expand to 12 teams. Texas and Oklahoma will have make it officially official with the SEC. And if the other Power Five conferences just sat there on their thumbs and were just like, well... We can still we still have our traditions and our lore and look at all the, the the great teams that we had that played great college football in the 90s. Then you would be completely screwed. And I, and I think what these three that when they form their alliance and I hope they workshop a cool name. I don't have any faith that they will. What they could do right now to probably a, a, a very chesty Greg Sankey as he should be is put the screws to ESPN in terms of their rights to the college football playoff and say, all right, that's a good point. You guys tried to do this deal behind everybody's backs with ESPN, the SEC brass, Texas and Oklahoma. So now in trying to form this monopoly, you, you, you can't do that. And so for ESPN, they can't have exclusivity to the college football playoff. Like you can still there to their 17 hour reveal show and that can be fun, but they don't get exclusivity to the teams when they are released every Tuesday. They maybe get a couple first round games. They might get, you know, the semifinals, maybe the championship one year, but then you bring in, you know, NBC, you bring in Jeff Bezos and you bring in people to bid on this to kind of push it, put it to them a little bit saying you thought you would have the 
this thing that would give you all of this power. Turns out you don't. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really fair point. And I think what's interesting when you go look at the college football playoff uh, expansion committee they had, there was Jack Swarbrick. I want to say from Notre Dame was there mm-hmm. on that discussion. I want to say Sankey was involved, and then it was like the AD for West Virginia and someone else kind of. I don't random. right. It was just like right, but it was like Ronan. there was no Gene Smith Big Ten presence involved in that. There was no big. T- I know the Notre Dame plays an ACC schedule, but they're not the ACC, no. right? And and the Pac twelve also really didn't have a voice in that. So I can see if these three schools co- or these three conferences come together and say we're going to be unified on all of our positions of what we want to do: expansion of playoffs how name, image, and likeness continues to go. We're going to work together on all that. We're going to form this, and the SEC can go do their own thing, but they're not going to get to negotiate because we're going to fill the college football playoff selection roles, and we're going to be a part of that. That's going to be with us, too. And now we have three giant votes, and you have your one vote as the SEC. I don't know what happens to Big 12 in this scenario. They probably get absorbed by the other (laughs) two entities. Yeah, but the point is, that's you're right. You can throw your weight around by saying we're going to change up how the playoffs look on TV. I think at and, face the the power comes in the teams and the brands that the SEC's that the SEC has and the SEC has taken from the Big Twelve. But I think the real power lies in the television revenue dollars that will come from this college football playoff expansion in 2025. And keep in mind, I think the Big Ten rights are up in 2023. So if the Big Ten's trying to look out for itself then they're going to be kind of on an island with that. And whatever they're getting right now from Fox is probably going to be you know, added exponentially. So the Big Ten's looking for a big cash windfall coming up here. But then when those rights get negotiated for the expanded playoff in 2025 or 26, that's that's really where everything matters, I think. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about that. You can tweet at us, uh, at manandbone971. I'm curious to know, would you be excited about there being a three-conference unification all coming together like the NWO of college football, basically, and joining forces in that way. And that means, you know, fewer Big Ten games, more out-of-conference games. Would you be up for that level of involvement? Or no, you just want the Big Ten to kind of stay the Big Ten. Let us know, at Man and Bo 971. We'll tell you what we think about that when we come back. Uh, plus some more discussion about this coming up next. It's Man and Bone with Reese filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some pockets of delays out there. You'll find slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Plan on some slowdowns and more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop at your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details. Engine brakes, tires, oil, Meineke. Doing car care right. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Friday. Eric Reeser's in for Common Man today. We'll give you a degenerate T-Bone coming up 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. You can tweet us your tools now at manandbone971. Reister, we didn't actually talk about. It. Would you would you enjoy seeing it if the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac twelve partnered to a to the tune of like six of the games for the Big Ten schedule? Buckeye schedule can would include six Big Ten games, let's say, and then three from the Pac twelve, three from the ACC. Would you absolutely? You could sign me up for that right now to change games this season. 
If you and, and it would change every <laughs> single year, I like I'd that. be on board absolutely right now. I mean, they've already got one Pac-12 team coming into town on September 11th, so that would that would be fine. I'm, I'm not going to honestly miss not playing Minnesota. I'm not going to miss the you know annual pile driving of Rutgers. Maryland does nothing for me as long as you keep uh, Penn State and Michigan. Make it uh, a mix of ACC teams. Love to see games against Miami. Would love to see Florida State if they ever come back. Right, yeah. Clemson, sign me up every single year. And then if you want to go out west, I'd even see a Utah game could be fun because that's never happened, in, at least as I can remember. As yeah, I don't, I, don't Utah? Recall, I don't recall them doing that, but yeah. that uh, maybe so Fresh faces. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it too, man. I think, I know that there's going to be the traditional side of college football, which I enjoy too, right? I, I, I missed last year having the marching band and yeah. the cheerleaders and the mascot. Like I, I enjoy that part of tradition, right? You're on campus traditions, the things that make going to the game every week special, but I don't necessarily need to see them. If, if they're going to play, you know, some of the schools anyway, that are not traditional rivals like Rutgers, Maryland, mm-hmm. even Nebraska, yeah. as big as Nebraska, would theoretically be they are but what they think they are and what they should be what they used to be i don't i don't need ohio state to play nebraska every year i don't need to play rutgers every year i don't need to play maryland every year i'd yeah i'd I'd want to protect like we said and i think that would be the goal of something even if they went to eight like eight conference games four you know two and two from the acc and pac-12 and and obviously those conferences do the same with the big 10 there's got to be a way to make something like that happen i haven't done the math on it i mean maybe you can't quite get that to work out every single year but something along those lines is the partnership i think you're going to see and i do think they're going to announce something next week that also says oh and we're all voting together on anything coming down the pike so sec if you'd like us to do something you're going to have to convince all of us it's a good idea not just that it's good for you the sec yeah with the way the sec kind of managed things all right just just greg sankey and espn the way they kind of finagled texas and oklahoma leaving the big 12 in the way that they did and the way that nobody in the sec was consulted none of the member schools at least seemed to have a say in what was going to happen that there would be negative backlash like the consequences from this probably didn't seem to them at the time because look at the coup that we've just created in college football we have made a transformative landscape change in how college football looks and we're the sec now we're the dominant party we've got the partner that's got the playoff rights for the next couple of years when it expands they'll have that seat at the table here's the powers all here and now you have the kind of other outliers saying well that's not going to be the case and it shouldn't be the case it should be divvied up Fairly amongst everybody, and I know when you say fair in college football, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense sometimes, but even going back to when you say that it mathematically doesn't work out and there are openings in schedules, then you can fill those with MAC opponents, or then you can fill those with the fun belt, but for the most part, keeping it a, all right, we've got some conference games here, but then we go and branch out if you're Ohio State or if you're Michigan or if you're teams in the ACC and you're going to grab some of those now could be new rivals that you could create, the opportunities there I think are beneficial to those three parties that have formed the alliance. Again, please workshop a better name. I, I'm not Nicole Auerbach, by the way, who broke the story was like, well, it's got to be called the alliance. It's like, no, you no, it doesn't. I, no, you it don't. actually, all I think it was the alliance of American football. That's what I think. I think yeah, WCW yeah, yeah. and ECW. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's pro wrestling connotations. <laughs> there's bad to. pro football connotations. that didn't work out. I don't think we need to call it the alliance. Call it, I think call it the national conference. 
The National. Yep. Who do you play for? The National. They're going to be a Southeastern. Yeah, the National there and the go. Southeastern. They're going head to head every year. And good luck with that at Southeastern. We're the National. We everybody else cares about us. That's that would be how I would position this league. But I, I agree with you. I think it. I know that there would be some pushback from the traditionalists, and that's where I don't know. Sure. From what we hear from the people who run these schools. The people who run the schools tend to not want to do anything away from the conferences. But you do have three commissioners in these positions, right? Pac-12 has a guy who just came over from the Brand casino new. industry. Yep. You have in the uh, ACC, a guy who came from Northwestern, but is new to that position and has worked in the Big Ten. And then, of course, here you've got Kevin Warren, who, say what you will about Kevin Warren, we obviously haven't been big fans of how he's handled most things in the last year, but... He is also still new to the position. I don't know. Would all those guys up like tear up all these existing deals with what they currently do and start marching forward under a new type of plan? I'm saying it would be different than if it was a bunch of guys who've been doing this for 20 years and yeah. say, we don't do that. That's not how things work here. Let me tell you how things go. Maybe it works out that there's newer blood here to kind of think through these things and and maybe try something different. And I do think that, you know, George Klievkov, when he was hired from MGM, he was a Hulu executive when he was hired as Pac-12 commissioner, was brought in to do something transformative to that conference because yeah. they're losing money on the network. Their their teams aren't interesting. There was no buzz being generated by the Pac-12. But if they bring in a guy that oh, yeah. knows how to do it at a different level... Well, hey, let's go marry together with these two conferences that people give a crap about. And now we're fun again. Yeah. Pac-12 should be the friend that's happy to have gotten invited (laughs) to the party. Like, let the ACC and the Big Ten figure out what really needs to happen. And then they're just like, guys, whatever you want. We're making money, right? Yeah, we're not going to complain. We're voting with you. I Like, you can't come in as them and be like, nah, let me tell you how we do things Mm -hmm. in the Pac-12. Nope. No one cares. No one cares how you do (laughs) things in the Pac-12. Just be happier here. Exactly right. Uh, So we mentioned this yesterday, but I'm seeing more about it today. The uh, Coyotes possibly moving out from Glendale. Not possibly they are. So their arena is not going to bring them back next year. And that's a weird thing to say, right? But the the city of Glendale owns the arena that they play in currently. The Gila River Arena will not house them after this season. So They got dumped by a building? Yes, they got dumped by their building. It's a weird thing. And they actually, in the team, in the uh, official statement from the city, said, we're looking for like more exciting Something events. exciting our- in the area. <laughs> so the obvious... First choice for all parties involved would seem to be going back to where they played when they first entered the league, which would be uh, where the Suns play. I forget the name of the area. Footprint Center. That's what it's called. All right. But if it can't be done there, there's not many other hockey NHL size arenas in the Phoenix area. Quebec City has been brought up. Houston has been brought up. Hamilton, Ontario has also been brought up. I mean, it would it would seem to make sense to put them in Quebec City, but. Yeah, I don't know how that's good for the NHL that you're taking another team out of the U.S. and putting them back in Canada where you don't get the TV rating point, which means advertisers. You get Canadian advertisers, but you already have Canadian advertisers. They're fine. You need to get American advertisers because that's where the sport needs to grow. I don't know. That's a great win for them, but that would be the best situation if they can't be in Phoenix, I guess. And you got to have at least some teams with somewhat proximity to Vegas and you have San Jose, but 
I think in Phoenix, like you said, you, you get that point because you're in Arizona. Like you're in a market that's probably not traditional to hockey. Whereas if you take them back to Canada, well, everybody loves hockey there anyway. You're not gaining anything new by going back or going to Canada. Because yeah. there's already a crazed fan base that will give you money and that will do that to the other teams in the league. But, you know, I, I think about Ohio State hockey playing Arizona State in hockey this past season. And if there's something building in that little pocket of the country, if you're the NHL, it would behoove you to do what you can to keep that growing. Because maybe in five or ten years, then you've got something between the Coyotes and maybe the Vegas Golden Knights or the Coyotes and the Sharks. And then things are fun in that corner of the country for the NHL in a market that probably traditionally people are like, oh. Oh, that that's a thing yeah yeah absolutely right quebec city by the way they have an eighteen thousand seat arena ready to go they built in 2015 and currently the major junior hockey league team the quebec ramparts play there now so but the infrastructure sure they, is they, they'd the probably cell. like to fill that with an nhl team <laughs> if sure. they can as we've known so we'll see how that plays out but you got a year to i guess start to figure it out it's uh what a weird way to enter the nhl season Don't though coming up a few months yeah, so bizarre. A uh, judge issued a ruling in part of the Trevor Bauer case yesterday. We'll tell you what it means next. It's Man and Bone with Reese filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of headaches out there to avoid. You'll find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup over there. And more delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Raising Canes. Raising Canes is celebrating 25 years. That means 25 years of serving over 2.5 billion cooked-to-order chicken finger meals in 25 years of serving their community. Raising Canes, 25 years, one love. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Friday. Eric Reeser's joining me today. Mike is off. So we I haven't mentioned this yet today, but I've I've been meaning to, Reeser, because we put out our bonus episode, our oh, yeah. uh, uncensored episode of Man and Bone. We did an hour yesterday in the studio. Off the air, out of the ears of the SEC, so we didn't get busted for swearing, so we could swear as much as we wanted to. We told some uh, behind-the-scenes stories. We told a little bit about some of the stuff that happened when we started planning for the ill-fated and probably doomed forever Man and Bone Fest right before the pandemic happened. Anyway, if you'd like to hear that, if you've been listening for a while, thank you for those who left a review on the podcast, but... If you get the podcast, if you've listened to our podcast before and subscribed to it, you already have this. Just go look in your podcast feed and find it. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, now you can. Anywhere you get your podcast, just search Man and Bone. You'll see our stupid faces. Click on it, hit subscribe, and you will get this podcast right there on your phone, on your computer, whatever you listen on. And it's an hour of us being stupid. Please know it is a lot of swearing. <laughs> or at least you more. swear into traffic breaks. I wish we could. We well, that's the thing. We talked we we told a little bit of a story about Leanna Ray. Because Leanna swears quite a bit off the Oh. Air. Bodie is in today. No. And Bodie Bodie gets the paint ripped off his that. eardrums every time Leanna's on hold waiting to do traffic. Because yeah, like she's Leanna's great. We love Leanna. That's why she fits in on the show, because she is foul-mouthed and as degenerate as any of us are here. That's that's what she is. So we talked a little bit about that. I think if we do another bonus episode, I think we should get Leanna on to talk with us, and we can just talk about Bjork. We can talk yep. about all the other things she leaves. She doesn't leave her six-block radius where she lives. So anyway, 
If you want to hear that episode, it's all up there for you now. Just search Man and Bone on your favorite podcast app and you'll get it. And uh, please don't get us in trouble. <laughs> if you get don't, in trouble? You, well, I don't know. We swear <laughs> a lot. Don't our Platinum Fox was super nervous about us doing this. He was like, what words are you going to say? It's like the swear words. The bad ones. The swear words. I mean, just whatever words we say in the office. Regular he's swear he's words. in the office hearing us saying them. We swear around him. We just can't swear on the air. There's nothing out like, there's nothing to be like canceled over anything. We just said the F word a few times. But anyway, if you want to listen to it, there you go. Enjoy. A few F bombs never hurt anybody. I think that's why I think we also talked about how Skip Mossick actually talks, which is nothing like what he talks about on the air. Full disclosure. I was shocked. <laughs> so I'm, I'm from being from Columbus. Like you, yeah. you grow up when you listening to radio, Skip Mossick. I I'm the same way. I was very excited to meet Skip and I still am. I love Skip. He's my guy, but I and grew it was up listening a to him as well. Moment for me. And I hope I didn't like fangirl too much. I was like, Oh, it's Skip Mossick. And then just, just swearing like a sailor. Oh, yeah. I'm it's, like, good for him. Mike does an impression of him where it's just like, ah, jeez, <laughs> ah. And that's all he can do because that the impression cannot be done without swearing. But truly a legend, and he does live up he to is, the He is yes. a legend. Man, Skip and Paul, mm-hmm. those guys have some stories. It's always good to hear Paul Keel, Skip Mossick stories. They're, they've got some good ones, of course. Traveling around, doing Buckeye games. So, yeah, anyway... Go listen to the podcast. You want to find it at just search man and bone. I think we tweeted the link out too. If you want to get it that way. So at man and bone nine, seven, one. So the news out of the Trevor Bauer situation, which obviously we're not going to go into all the details of what is accused of here, but you can go read all those details for yourself. The basic story is this today. And I think the headline is misleading. The headline is a judge has dismissed the woman who is accusing Trevor Bauer of assault Uh, She is asked for a permanent restraining order against him. She had temporary restraining orders against him. The judge came back and denied that request. So that's like the headline that's getting put out there. It's like, oh, Trevor Bauer, the restraining order was denied. See, this is all fake. It's like, well, when you actually read what happened, the judge said she doesn't live in the same city as him. And yeah, it understandably you know, you feel like you're a victim of something that happened here. You don't want to have any chance you can run into this guy. But on the other side of that, legally, they're saying there's not a whole lot of precedent to like have a nationwide, you know, restraining order, I guess, against him because he can live anywhere he wants. She does not live near him, whatever. The bottom line in this story, though, and Craig Calcaterra pointed this out in his excellent cup of coffee uh, newsletter, which I recommend you get if you like baseball. But he brought up this point, and it's simple. Major League Baseball needs to look at this situation very simply and say, do we support someone who assaulted a person. This is not being denied. Trevor Bauer assaulted this woman while she was unconscious. That's what happened. And they admitted that in court. I mean, his his attorneys have not provided any evidence that says, no, she's lying about that. They all say, basically... It was consensual. It was, yeah, they say it was consensual for her to be unconscious and then punched and other things. Like, I don't, I don't understand how one can sign up for something when you're unconscious you can you can send text messages and saying i i enjoy these certain activities i enjoy this type of you know bedroom whatever i don't know how you can sign up for things when you're unconscious i don't think you know if you're if you're hanging out with your buddies let's take all the the sexual stuff out of it if you're hanging out with your buddies and you know everybody's drinking whatever and you pass out on the couch you wake up and your ankle is broken and they're like what happened like oh well you said 
you didn't mind it if we played tackle football. You like playing tackle football in the yard. So we played tackle football in here, and we just like kept landing on you, and we accidentally broke your ankle. Sorry about that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't consent to you playing tackle football on me while I'm unconscious. I can't consent to that if I'm not awake. I think that's the simple point here with this Trevor Bauer situation. Major League Baseball's got to make a ruling on this. I don't think they can let this linger too much longer. No, they can't keep kicking the can down the road. And that's what they're doing with continuing his stay on the commissioner's exempt list. This um, from the hearing was what did it for me where I I feel that he doesn't need to be in baseball anymore. Where Trevor Bauer's defense team said about the accuser, she's a recovering alcoholic. She has low self-worth, crippling insecurity, and she tells lies to important people, her best friend, her boss, her AA sponsor. Which, that, that was the defense. That was they the offered, defense was they offered to, was to destroy her character in this situation. Yeah, that, I, contrary to popular belief, that's not a defense. No, that's offense. Like, if you don't have a defense, you go on off. What do you do in football? <laughs> if you have no defense, you air it out and try to score a hundred because you can't. You know, you have no defense. There is no defending what Trevor Bauer did. So they're going on the attack and accusing this person of. They're they're trying to shame her and whatever you think of her lifestyle doesn't matter. No. She does not deserve to be assaulted while she's unconscious right. and no one denies those facts. There's nothing denying any of that from Trevor Bauer's own defense. He had a chance to speak and did not testify. That also should be pointed out here where he said he wanted to tell his side of the story. He's taken the fifth on anything involving what happened when she was unconscious. He took the fifth. So there you go to Trevor Bauer's character quote. He's not looking at his phone. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He's kind. He's not judgmental. (laughs) Get him out. Okay. Get him out. Come on. Get him out. Trevor Bauer's not judge. Again, I don't know what their line of reasoning is with that defense, but you can't in good faith. That does not mean he did what he's accused of. There's other evidence that points to that, but just on the point of Trevor Bauer's not judgmental. You should go ask like that high college freshman that remember that where he was like harassing her online how many people he's judgmental all the time what are we talking about his twitter mentions oh my gosh all right anyway so trevor bauer not my guy but that doesn't mean he's guilty of a crime the evidence here does not support anything regarding this guy being a part of baseball i don't know about going to jail i don't know about anything i'm not saying anything about that major league baseball needs to step forward and say we don't support this. While there is currently a criminal investigation underway, or at least it's being looked into to bring criminal charges against Bauer, he does not need to be anywhere near the baseball diamond. Then you can let the legal process play out, and for the Dodgers, they can do whatever they want to after that fact. But as of right now, he does not need to be anywhere near the Los Angeles Dodgers or Major League well, Baseball. And, and if you want to, if you want to say, yeah, "Hey, innocent until proven guilty," pay him. Pay him money and send him off. They're doing that now. They need to just formalize and say yes. he's out for the indef. He's out for. He needs to be reinstated, basically. So I don't know if they'll do that. Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred have left much to be desired in their responses to many a crisis, but we'll find out. Maybe they'll do the right thing here. Uh, Mike McCarthy had some interesting comments about Dak Prescott. We'll discuss those next. It's Man and Bone with Reese are filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find some backups on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. More slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. And backups expected on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. 
Sales. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Happy Friday to you. Eric Reeser filling in for Common Man. We'll go Degenerate T-Bone, 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. You can tweet us your tools and possibly win a prize. At Man and Bone 971. We will read those in the 5 o'clock hour. So we have had uh, some interesting comments come out from Mike McCarthy about Dak Prescott. And you particularly, Reeser, were a little frustrated by some of the comments. Just more or less not the comments, but the comparison made in them. Yeah, I don't get what the Cowboys are doing with the Dak Prescott situation. Because it is a situation at this point, And a lot of it, I think, can be attributed to what the, Cow- the Dallas Cowboys have done. And, and Mike McCarthy yesterday just talking about the team and, and his excitement for the upcoming season and thinks that you know his tenure in Dallas will be successful and that Dak Prescott will be a centerpiece in that. Quote, we have the quarterback, we have the right person, the right leader, and he'll be a huge part in that. But that's not what we have. But- but that's what we had with Montana. That's what we had with Rich Gannon. That's what we had with Brett Favre. Not only what they do on Sundays, but what they do in practice during the week. They're so competitive, and they make the whole environment better. That's how you win consistently. Dak is that for us. So that's what I'm excited about. And, I, and I, he's allowed to be excited about his quarterback. And I, I think he's allowed to wax glowingly about the guy that he's got under center, or hopefully the guy that they will have, Bodie. You know, hopefully he doesn't have any injuries that linger on you know, into week one. I don't think he's going to play anymore in the preseason, but you don't need to exhume old quarterbacks in your comparisons <laughs> right. of your quarterback. Speak glowingly of Dak for the job that he's done. There's, it would be different if he was a rookie. It would be different if he just showed up into the league. You're like, wow, he's like Brett Favre, but Dak, here's some professional advice. Don't be anything like Brett Favre. You no, know, you, you don't, don't have to, you don't have to be, <laughs> you don't have to be rich Gannon, which is goofy. You don't have to be Joe Montana because you've got an established track record of being Dak Prescott. It's really good. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> like, Bo- like, Bodie is, Bodie's filling in for Panama Ted and it dawns on me that they never give us any producers on this show that don't root for the Dallas Cowboys because no, Bodie's a Cowboys to- fan. Panama Ted's a Cowboys fan. From three to six, a, a Cowboys fan yes, must man the that's board. That's exactly right. So if you're a Cowboys fan and you've wanted to ever produce radio, <laughs> just send a resume in because we may need you at some point. But yeah, Bodie, I, I have not actually asked you this question. Pop on the mic for a second. Dak Prescott, we know the numbers. Last year he was on pace to throw for 7 billion yards mm-hmm. and 400 million touchdowns. Do you think healthy Dak Prescott starts getting is he going to be like top five in yardage this year or do you think it takes him a year or two after the injury to kind of recover and gain back to where he was headed I would say it probably takes a little bit of time would I be surprised if we hit like November December this year and he's truly 12 months a year past it and kind of back in the road I'm a huge Dak fan so maybe I'm just too much of an optimist with it I know Things always seem to go terrible for the Cowboys, though, so I guess we'll see that. I do think he's going to put up pretty big numbers this year because, while I don't think the defense will be quite as bad as last year because that's almost such a low bar to cross over because they were horrendous, like literally like historically bad (laughs) just in the NFL period, not even just team history. So I do think Dak could put up pretty good numbers this year. He's got a lot of talent around him if they can stay healthy. But, yeah, I do worry a little bit. I honestly worry more about the ankle, though, still than the shoulder. Some of the stuff I read with some of the shorter stuff, it's like they're just really trying to be cautious with it. Not, I think there's maybe a little bit too much of a panic with that stuff. But yeah. what if I said to you, Dak Prescott, the next Rich Gannon? <laughs> I mean, I'll take sign up for that. Yeah. I'll take the Super Bowls that Montana <laughs> one. If that's, I'll take one of them, just one of the four. By the way, you can hear uh, Bodie and Panama Ted's thoughts on our upcoming podcast, Jerry World. Too hot. 
It's going to be great. I can't wait for you guys to unveil that. The no. next Brett Favre. <laughs> I will say for Dak Prescott, though, I think you're right that November, December, who do you honestly care what numbers he puts up? I know I asked you the question. That's fine. But no Cowboys fan actually cares. What do the numbers look like? They care if the team is around 500 by the time you get to November, December, and then Dak Prescott is fully recovered and is playing like a guy who could throw for 5,000 yards, even if he doesn't amass that total. You want November to December Dak Prescott when you're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. That's or hopefully not, right? I mean, the Cowboys would think we don't have to fight. We play in the weakest division yep. ever. So if they do what they should, they should be rounding into form. And then hopefully for them, Dak Prescott is playing at the level we think. I'm a can. deranged individual. I watched all of the preseason game yesterday between the Fal- or the Eagles and the Patriots. And the Eagles are really bad. The yeah. Eagles are going to be really bad. I, I think we'll see tonight the Washington football team. <laughs> really Probably going to be pretty bad when they play the Bengals. And now, on who Sunday, knows? Maybe I'm wrong. When they play the Browns, a game you can hear right here on the fan, the Giants are going to be really bad. Yeah, <laughs> so they're all really bad. Manageable. So if the Cowboys can be not 500 because that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but around 500 because I don't right. do math well. Do we know what 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 is the workout between like, I don't know, what is, uh, what do we have to be? Nine and eight now. Seven is, and ten. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, what is, this is bad. What is the percentage of, like, if you're 9 and 8 or 8 and 9, I don't know what that percentage is, but whatever. That's around where you want to be. Yes. You want to be on pace for that coming into November and then turn it on. That's what I think. And I think they'll be there. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. I have some problems with Elon Musk. I have many problems with Elon <laughs> Musk, but I have one specifically that just popped up yesterday that we will talk about. And also, there are some problems for the Raiders that we will get into. That's all next. It's Man and Bone. Reese are filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some rush hour traffic beginning to build on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. More slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue and 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. Five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need, close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With the Medicaid plan for Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, and a 24-hour nurse advice line and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan, visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. Reeser is in for Common Man today. We'll do Degenerate T-Bone coming up 448. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. You can tweet us your tools at Man and Bone 971. And don't forget, bonus episode is up now. We got over our target number of reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you to all who did that. You can go find our bonus podcast wherever you get podcasts. Mike and I talked for about an hour about behind the scenes stuff. We swore a little bit. Platinum Fox was sweating the entire time. He was right there. We had him bound and gagged in the corner just to make sure it was very interesting. So that added a little heat. And to by the, the end situation. of it, I'm sure he was just fine. He was he was just fine. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he realized it was all okay. But yeah, there's a couple times we talked about uh, various things about the show. So if you've ever you know wanted to hear us talk a little bit more off the cuff, you can go check that out. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, just search Man and Bone, and you'll find that episode. So I said I have a problem with Elon Musk. I probably have many problems with Elon Musk, but let's just focus on this one. Yesterday, news story came out. Did you see the Tesla bot thing that got around <laughs> the internet yesterday? Bone. Okay, so if you've missed this story... Go look Go look at the video. Yes, go look up. There's a specific video that... If, what do you if, call it? Okay, well, let's explain. So, 
Elon Musk on Thursday unveiled a humanoid robot called the Tesla bot that runs on the same AI used by their fleet of autonomous vehicles. And he said, we're going to have this, uh, this robot and it's going to be something that will help take all the menial tasks out of your day, the day-to-day stuff that's boring that you don't want to do. You can eventually have this robot that they're developing around to just, I don't know. I guess if you're in an office, maybe it can file papers, like literally put papers in a file. I don't know who does that anymore, but maybe it can do that. Or, or I don't know, wash the windows or something. I'm not exactly sure all the uses here, but the idea is that the task that most of us don't want to do anyway, well, just hire an AI robot to do that. Now, he said the robot, I thought this was creepy too, that they had the height and weight of the robot, which is that it would oh, be you got, you gotta have that for five foot eight and 125 pounds. Potential robot fights. It will, it will be built from lightweight materials. So anyway, he unveiled all this. People are like, wow, Tesla's developing a robot. That's so cool. Here's what frustrates me, research. Number one, I don't know why we want has anyone not seen iRobot? Like this creates Terminator. so many problems. Terminator, right? Every every sci-fi movie about AI robots does not go well. Let's not let's not get let's not run down that road as quickly as we can. But also, this will never happen. That's my bigger problem with Elon Musk is he tells you, "Hey, I'm going to build a Cybertruck and it's going to be the coolest thing ever," and then it looks like a piece of wadded up aluminum, but then it never actually happens. They've never delivered a Tesla truck to no, anyone. They they've made a few prototypes. They've taken them out and done videos with them. They've never delivered one. So that's a problem for me. These all about, what was the Hyperloop? Was that his other thing? Like yeah, we're doing the Hyperloop. transportation thing in okay. Vegas. Right, and maybe that will happen eventually, but he's all about the announcement. He is, he is, he's actually me at home. Has he been to space yet? Yeah, oh. or was it Bezos, Branson, Bezos and, and Branson. so far they're waiting on? Oh, Elon hasn't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. theme here. This is this is me every weekend when my wife's like, "What are we doing this weekend?" It's like, "Oh, honey, I've got seven projects around the house. I'm going to knock them out. I'm going to fix the leaky faucet. I'm going to clean the basement. I'm going to do this." And then Sunday evening comes around, and I'm like, "Well, I've started a few of those. Yep. None of them got done." And now it's too late in the day, and I'm just watching TV. Those weeds. Uh, two months ago, I said I was getting to them. <laughs> now they're eight feet tall, and I'll get that's, to them next year. That's exactly right. That's how I roll. So I I relate to him in a way, but stop giving. I, it's not even necessarily a problem with Elon Musk. Stop giving him credit for things he hasn't done. He they literally the video you were talking about that's so hilarious. They had a human in a spandex a, a suit, green suit guy. Yeah, who came out. And then was like dancing and doing all these moves. And they're like, this is what our robot will do. Our robot will dance like that. Well, they should have told the Boston Dynamics people who have those like robot dogs that run around all the time. Just tell them you don't even need to build a robot. Just get a guy to hop in a costume and run around. Because apparently that's what you have to do. You don't even have to build a robot. You just get a guy to jump in a spandex suit and go out there and dance. What do you think they were doing at Boston Dynamics? Are the guys sitting around making another like four-legged hell creature? Oh, those people. They're just looking at Elon Here's the thing. You know, walking out some Muppet in a suit, just dancing the robot. I have so much. I'm very impressed with Boston Dynamics incredible. and their ability to come up with robotics and Nightmare things like creatures, that. but incredible. Why are we working on the thing? Like everything they're doing is like this dog, robot dog. If you like kick it, it'll hop right back up. And you're like, oh, so it's learning how to. So then it's like it can run 47 miles an hour. It's like that's way faster than I can run. And 
And if we're short on gas, if we're in like, you know, Mad Max times, there's not going to be a lot of gas, not going to be a lot of cars around. I think these dogs are going to take over. Can't knock it over. I can't outrun it. If I put something in its path, it can jump over it. Next, you're going to attach a flamethrower to it. Then we're done. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why we're going down this pathway, but for the, just, I want everyone to read sci-fi books. I guess is what I'm saying. Just go watch a sci-fi movie or two, read a couple books, and then let's not be like thrilled when Boston Dynamics is like, this thing has guns on it now. Are you aware of that? Our, our robot dog has guns. It's like, I don't think that's the way we should go, guys. They can fight our wars for us uh, or turn on us. <laughs> yeah, they can fight our wars for us until they're like, hey, we don't want to do that anymore, but... You've made 7 billion robot dogs with <laughs> right. guns. We think we can take over the planet We're now. We're done filing your paperwork. Uh, yeah, then, take we, the then we'll be doing the menial and tasks. And turn them to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yeah. Isn't All right. it the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, has said a computer took your job, Daddy? Oh, you sure did, Daddy. Computer <laughs> took your <laughs> and, job, and now, Daddy. Yes, sir. Gives you a gold watch and kicks you on the butt. That's right. Oh, that's good times. All right, so... Uh, Problems for the Raiders. Here's what they've got going on. Apparently, they needed someone to do their menial task work because they forgot to do some fairly big portions of tasks there in the office. Uh, The Raiders have seen a bunch of their front office employees leave the team in recent weeks, including the team president, Mark Bedane. Mm. So people were wondering, why all these front office people leaving the team? Well, now we may have an answer to that. Front Office Sports reported that the team has launched an investigation and found that there are significant financial irregularities that that stretch back more than a decade. The Raiders got some kind of tax break from the city of Oakland and Alameda County, where they used to play. They obviously moved to Vegas. That amounted to, over a period of time, $200 million in loans that they took out. Well, the county and the city said... In uh, I think this was in 2011. They said, you know what? You don't have to pay those back. You're never going to leave and go to like Las Vegas or something. Mm. So don't even worry about paying those back. We're just good partners. And that loan is now a gift. Well, when you give, when you turn a loan into a gift from a tax standpoint, it turns into income and they didn't report $200 million worth of income. So now apparently they owe a giant tax bill. And so because they didn't pay attention to that, uh, it looks like heads are rolling. According to Mike Ozanian at Forbes, He reported that the Raiders have very big tax implications from this money not reported, and that's the reason for some of these resignations. Sounds like they were more forced than a Mm -hmm. mutual decision there, but either way, good job, Raiders. It's tough when Mark Davis is your owner. (laughs) (laughs) Because Al Davis, his dad, was involved in almost every meaningful NFL thing that has ever happened in the league, right? Mm -hmm. And he gave the team to his son, who's qualifications are that he is his, his are father's you son. implying that mark davis may not be as good at something as his dad was that's shocking there might be a nepotism problem in the league and a lot of teams are, are facing that and uh, Bengals fans are probably sitting there going oh yeah tell us about that yeah <laughs> yeah they've the, never the experienced it whatsoever that now the las vegas raiders are seeing because while mark davis probably saw you know his team play in Oakland uh, probably wasn't too involved in how things were being negotiated between Alameda County and between the O.co Coliseum and the, the problems that were there. And then this move to Las Vegas, he just saw the glitz and the glamor of Vegas and it's kind of like a, a kid and you, you shine a light and they're like, Oh, the sparkly things, but no real understanding of the workings of getting out of agreements you had with previous partners. Yeah, definitely not something that Oof. I think is uh, in his wheelhouse, but 
Mark Davis, too, likes to sit at... Are you aware of his uh, P.F. Chang's situation? Where he likes to sit there and do his office work. Doesn't and- he still drive a PT Cruiser? Or is that yes. just a, room, a fun rumor? No, no. I, I want to believe I, that. It was all the same story, I believe, okay. that we're referencing, where there was a news story a few years ago where it was like, every day, Mark Davis drives to his local P.F. Chang's. He pulls out a laptop in a newspaper out of his PT Cruiser and then proceeds to do the business of an NFL team. And you're like, what? The, the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, yes. conservative, if not billions. And this is how he... And by the way... P.F. Chang's, lovely establishment. Great food. Enjoy it. All That's fine. It's the fact that the guy who owns an NFL team doesn't also own a P.F. Chang's-sized place that he could just not have any customers in and just walk in and have his own office and his own staff, and they just like do what he's asking. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, look this up for me. Get me this info. No, he just goes there. What a weird guy. And the PT Cruiser thing, also a super weird car for a billionaire to own. This is not guy who secretly has a couple million dollars in a 401k i get that guy. like there's mm-hmm. lots of people like that like in the world Bitcoin guy i made a bunch of money on crypto there's lots of people in the world who you look at and you say they don't really look like they'd be a millionaire but it turns out they got six million dollars somehow <laughs> through various they own a couple properties and they just like to keep it low key and they don't flaunt it i think when you're a billionaire you don't have to worry about what kind of car you drive when your name is owner of an NFL team, drive the lime green Lamborghini. That's what I would want to do anyway if I had billions of dollars, but everyone knows you're rich, dude. You don't have to like pretend like, no, nah, I'm just some regular dude. You're it not. It is extra difficult when your job title is owner of team because what exactly is that? You know, when you, you look at owners of teams that are, you know, that are involved in the day-to-day things like Bob Kraft or I guess for lesser, uh, sorry, Bodie, but the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, <laughs> somewhat meddlesome, but the Cowboys aren't dealing with the the issues that have plagued the Raiders since Al Davis passed away. Like right. So Mark's job is to wake up in the morning and go to P.F. Chang's, and while P.F. Chang's is great, you would hope if your job title is owner, you wake up in the morning, you grab a cup of coffee or whatever gets you going through the day, and you have meetings with your staff to deal with things that relate to the team that you own. I'll tell you this. It's probably a little difficult for Mark Davis to kind of fill his day and figure out what really is my role and where do I fit in and what should I be doing? But it's a difficult problem that we'd all like to have. (laughs) I'd I'd love to have to do that where I have to figure out should I meddle or should I sit back and just let the billions roll Mm -hmm. in? Because this is where I would be as an owner. I would be the guy saying, let's hire a few people. I want to be at the press conference and I want to like just say a couple nice words And then after the press conference, I'm going to the beach and you guys work on building my football team and I'll check in two months from now and I'll find out how that's going. And then when the season starts, if we lose by 40, I'm going to ask some questions and then I'm going to wait till the end of the year. And again, at the end, I'll be at every game. I'll be in the luxury box. I'll be enjoying myself. But at the end of the year, if we're like, oh, in 17, then I'm going to probably fire some people and hire some new people. And then we're going to start this over, and I'm going to go back to the beach because I'm a billionaire. Extra important, especially when it involves the place that your your team works and performs. If yeah. if, if those if, if that isn't if everything there isn't squared away, then the problems just continue to amplify as they are now with the Raiders. And sure, you can go around and Vince McMahon, everybody in the the front office, but then you've got to replace those people. And I I, I don't know how long that line is to jump right back into that pool that people just came out of 
running, you know, they're on fire. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of. Yeah, want. at some point you do have to have someone who says, it's "I'd like pool, to go." They're on fire. I want to go work for the Raiders. It's like, well, if there's no other job, yeah. They but, say like, oh, there's only 32 of these in the world. Mm, they're not all cre- created equal. No, they're not. And if other teams are also offering you similar jobs, you're probably going to take those yes, if you don't have to work for, for sure. Mark Davis. Uh, take a break. Come back. Just how good could some of the young Buckeyes be this year? We'll discuss that next. It's Man and Bone with Reese for filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A lot of slowdowns out there right now. You'll find some backups on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. Plan on delays for at least another 20 more minutes. More slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And backups on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about? Oh, sorry. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Man and Bone. What? That too. Man and Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports right here on The Fan. Eric Reese are filling in for Common Man today. We'll go to Generate T-Bone 448 Tool of the Week. 5 o'clock hour. Tweet us your Twitter tools, and I mean tweet them at manandbone971. Tool of the Week's my favorite like segment of the week that we do as far as all the listener interaction. Although I like Would You Rather too. Well, that was yesterday. Yes. Today, Tool of the Week, it is always interesting to find out, number one, how many times I've been enabled the Tool of the Week, and it's also interesting to find out what the temperature is of the audience. A lot of times I feel like I get our audience pretty good, but every once in a while I'll see a Tool of the Week that shocks me. Or surprises me. And I'm like, wow, I did not think, I did not know this was something that someone out there is really ticked off about. Yeah. But it's always insightful. So I enjoy Tool of the Week. It's like my, it's, it's my, it is my favorite segment. I got it a few times and I guess I'll nominate myself for Tool of the Week, but this extends into last Friday when I tried to do Degenerate T-Bone. Okay. And all of my picks failed. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, well that. As well, we began the segment. Then you're doing great as Degenerate Mike T-Bone because Pre- mine do too. Okay. So don't well, worry. Then, then I feel a little bit better there, but they <laughs> were, they were so bad. I think I had Kyle Bush uh, winning in Indianapolis, oh, but that was a Mario Kart course. So come on. <laughs> Look at you with the nascar references now i don't know we haven't worked a ton together are you much of a car guy do you do you watch any auto racing it's I, okay if you don't i do watch occasionally so I, i'm a tune in a tune out kind of guy so if gotcha. i know there's a race like i'll pop in to see what's going on with this and, and of course because last week's race was set to yakety sacks <laughs> I, I was in it a little bit more than i <laughs> would normally end, yes, be it, it was a for, big mess you know the road track courses I, I, are more fun to watch but pop in pop out all right, that's good. I like that. That's, well, I'm glad you included a uh, NASCAR reference in your degenerate T-bone. Cause oh, I, I had to in honor of I usually the do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I usually try to, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching that race last week. It exploded. The racetrack <laughs> exploded, nuts. and it was just bizarre. They literally had cars launching in the air over parts of the track that were coming apart and just... I forget who it was, was who just cut through the course at one point, but they should have just not penalized him for it. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Look, you're Chase good. Briscoe. Yeah, you're good. Because I think he was in contention up until that point. He was. And then the penalty set him back too Well, much. and then he got back on the track and got behind the leader, and he was mad at the leader, and he wrecked him. <laughs> just chaos. And then they were like, well, he's penalized, but the leader's now out. And then, this, and then the third place guy won, A.J. Allmendinger, so... The dinger! He got it done. I was excited about it. All right. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about 
some of the things that could be happening for the Buckeyes this year in a very good way. I mean, we've we've known this team's going to be pretty good. We all expect them to be good. We don't expect them to miss a beat with C.J. Stroud coming in, taking over a quarterback. But 24-7 Sports put together their preseason true freshman All-American team. Uh, Cooper Pitania wrote this. I think I'm saying his name right. Probably not. Yep. Uh, running back Travion Henderson, he has listed as one of the true freshman All-Americans. There's two the Buckeyes have. I'll tell you who the other one is in a second. But he said about Travion Henderson that they expect him to just be a big part of the running game, a huge opportunity, and expects him to make an impact on day one. And we were talking off the air, probably will make a big impact this year, but the Minnesota game to start off the season, Do you, how much do you think Travion Henderson gets involved? I, I don't think it's much. Um, because again, I think they're going to go with obviously Master Teague as the incumbent. You're going to have a, a brand new quarterback starting under center for the first time in his first college football game. I do expect a great atmosphere uh, on that Thursday night that's two weeks from yesterday, which is great news. It's 13 days away. I think we have Maurice Claret days until Buckeye football. And so in that kind of an environment with a quarterback that you've never actually had play in a college football game or at least play in a, a one that matters, have your, your bell cow back that you hand the ball off to 30 times and just bash Minnesota to death and Ohio State's talented enough to do that you'll find you know Olave and Wilson down the field for some long bombs a couple of times for funsies but this this will be the case where I think Travion kind of steps back a little bit and weeks one and two I I think the game plan will be if we're going to use a running back if we're Ohio State then you know if I'm Ryan Day that I'm just going to punch it down your throat yeah I I tend to agree with you on that and I think it's going to be a season where we will see this team run the football a decent number of times but I still expect with the great wide receiver talent, I expect it's going to be aired out more often than not, yeah. like you're saying. And I, I I think there will be opportunities for the running backs, but I but either way, Travion Henderson, everyone is like raving about this guy. Another guy that they're raving about is Donovan Jackson, who's coming in out of Bel Air, Texas, offensive lineman who has it's hard to say, right? The offensive line's supposed to be pretty good again for Ohio State, but they bring up the point here that this guy has progressed very quickly on campus. He's grasping things, processing them well, not just not just oh, he's big and strong and he's able to, you know, move some guys around. It's that he's understanding the concepts of what they want to do very quickly. As a true freshman, that should bode well for his career. I don't know what it means for this year getting on the field, but that's good to see, right? That you've got a true freshman who's impressing to that level that he's getting national attention already. Considering they're moving their best tackle in Thayer Munford to guard, the the, uh, the offensive line situation is, I think, as fluid as the days are long. So yeah. it's just one of those things to where he could be impressing, and, and he probably is. But if this guy, you know, coming out of Texas, they develop them now, uh, the, the players, at such an early age, and it becomes so much more of a business at an early age. That these guys are getting here just understanding things at such a higher level than they've ever done before. And then when you're going up daily against guys like Jack Sawyer, against Zach Harrison, against JT Tuimaluau, you're able to develop quickly because these guys will eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you don't. Yeah, I I really can't imagine. Like, I, I do remember my first day walking onto the Ohio State campus as a student. I only went for one year, but I did go and attended classes and all that stuff. And I didn't stay on campus, but I, you know, the first day you come in, there's, you know, everything's there, right, for you. You go in all mm-hmm. the different... I don't know what the the I forget where we went for this, but they had all the tables out that are like you like want to involvement fair. Yeah, you, yes, that's right. You want to go to the you want to be in the physics department. It's like I don't know anything about <laughs> physics, but maybe that's my talent. I don't know. Like there's so much hope and optimism when you get on campus, but for these football players, they get on campus and it's like you're nothing. Everything you did before is does not matter here. 
Now you have to show us again that you are the best. And for some of these guys who are true freshmen to show up day one and not be overwhelmed by all that, not be overwhelmed by the guys they've watched on TV the last few years doing this, not be overwhelmed that Ryan Day is now holding the whistle and then showing up and actually balling out in their first few weeks on campus. I, I'm amazed by it when guys can do that as true freshmen. So all hats off to these guys, Travion Henderson, Donovan Jackson, and all the other true freshmen, any other ones that can make an impact too. And there are going to be a number of ones that you hear. I mean, just <laughs> I whenever right. Ryan Day gets the chance to talk about positions, he'll bring up guys like Marvin Harrison Jr., like Emeka Igbuka, guys on the defensive side of the ball that just got to campus two weeks ago. And then there's the mullet guy that everybody's talking about. So <laughs> an incredible amount of riches at, at such a young age that it will be very difficult to keep a lot of those guys off the field. And with going just back to Travion real quick, I, I think he does become the guy at season's end and the pony that they would like to ride into the college football playoff. But just right now, you just bludgeon Minnesota to death with Master Teague. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And by the way, on this show, Quinn Ewers is known as the quarterback of kombucha. Mm, have you ever had kombucha? No. Okay. It, well, have you? I have. I have. Oh, okay. Yes. What, so, what is what is the taste profile? Are we talking like a? I've always thought it was something fermented and sour-ish. Am I wrong? It is. Yes. No. You're you're correct. Okay. I didn't get sour notes. It was very bitter, and I had like bitter. blueberry okay. kombucha. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I can't a, speak to holy kombucha, which is uh, the, all right. The brand for yeah. yours, but is there a funk on it? Like you know how if you drink, there is. Okay, so you do get a little something on the nose before mm-hmm. you. All right, and you get. I, I got multiple tastes. Like drinking. Were you there, were there you was able an initial, and then there was a secondary, and then there was a lingering. So I, <laughs> if that gives you a sense. I agree. No, my when kombucha you say, experience. When you say a lingering, I know exactly what you mean because there have been times where I'm like, that was really good. Whoa, hang on a second. The lingering, and then there's the burping because yes. it is bubbly. Um, oh, so it's carbonated. And when it comes back up, it's like that oh. wasn't the same thing that went down. Wow. It's an, so this, it's an experience. This thing is like a shapeshifter that you drink, yes. more or less. Okay. And there are purported health benefits, so you know we're not going to crap on that, but well, it's see, a very interesting drink. See Quinn Ewer's Instagram for more, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll tell you all about whatever health benefits yep. there are. You find, you can find that however <laughs> you want. What do we do? We got a vegan quarterback one year. We got a kombucha cowboy the other year. Bunch of weirdos playing quarterback I, at Ohio you know State. Can they, can they throw can the they football? The, can they win games? Go. I don't care. If you like kombucha, by all means, enjoy. And by the way, if kombucha's going to pay me, Sign me Absolutely. up. Let's talk about it. Let's find out I how think good he's it like, is. His contract makes so he's got to have one like in his hand at all times. So during press conferences, he's got a bottle of kombucha on the field. There's you know one of the trainers is squirting kombucha in his mouth, just we've, getting him hydrated. Well, no, we've crossed the Rubicon on that when like <laughs> Buckeyes win a big game and there's a kombucha cooler that comes out dump and they dump that on Ryan Day. Yeah, do not want that dumped on. No, you don't. Uh, take a break. Come back. Browns are the third best team in the NFL. On paper, I'll explain that next. It's Man and Bone with Reeser on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Traffic continues to slow down on I-71. You'll find delays northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. More backups northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And southbound between 5th Avenue and Main Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by J.C. Roofing Supply. Working on a roofing project? Think J.C. Roofing Supply. The best prices on shingles and all your roofing supply needs, including ground drop and rooftop delivery. Family owned and operated, servicing the central Ohio area for over 50 years. Check them out at jcroofingsupply.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Fan and Bone here on the fan. Eric Reeser filling in. Hope you're having a good Friday. You got Tool of the Week coming up, 5 o'clock hour. Degenerate T-Bone coming up next segment. So I was looking at this article from Mike Clay over at ESPN. Uh, Reeser, you know, he's uh, one of the NFL writers there. And every mm-hmm. year he likes to put together his NFL unit rankings. And I was curious about this because, of course, you know, every fan, right, wants to see where their team is. Even if you think, like most people, ah, these rankings are kind of BS. Yeah, You know, it doesn't matter what this guy thinks, right? It's just one dude at ESPN. But then the second you tell me there's a ranking, I'm like, well, wh- where do you have my team? And <laughs> how much do you think my where team Where do you sucks? have the Browns is what I always yeah, ask. Well, yeah, right. We're both Browns fans. Mm-hmm. But then there, of course, I know the Bengals fans want to know where they were too. So I'm going to start from the end of this thing because at the very end of this rankings, he puts together the overall top, you know, one to 32. He puts it together. Who's the best? Who's the worst? So here are the best teams in the NFL this year on paper, according to him. In at number five, Bodie's Dallas Cowboys and Panama Ted's and Dallas Rich Cowboys. Cannon. I mean, Dak Prescott. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So there you go. Dallas at number five, the Ravens at number four, the Browns at number three, Packers two, and of course, uh, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Tampa Tom, yeah. Bucks are number one. And that's fine. I totally understand. Uh, if you're a Bengals fan, he has the Bengals at 23. All right. I, I can understand that ranking because you're looking at this team saying, well, if Joe Burrow is healthy and good, they probably are better than the 23rd team in the NFL. But you got to surround him with the talent, and hopefully they have. To protect he, him. Yes, you. that's a huge issue as well. Now let's get to the bottom five teams in the NFL. Um, I do find this interesting because we have a lot of people talking about how Andy Dalton's the guy in Chicago, and we got to get Andy Dalton because he's the one who can keep you in the playoff race. He has the Bears roster ranked 28th out of the 32 teams is them in the bottom five along with Detroit Carolina the Jets and Houston rounding out the uh, list there so I'm not exactly sure that that's encouraging for Bears fans who are all very excited about Justin Fields if and when he takes over but yeah meanwhile that's that notwithstanding how do you feel as a Browns fan because I that gets me excited to see them in top three I love it as a Browns fan, uh, because yesterday when uh, I don't know, if, you know, Michael Greenberg, who people are probably familiar with, mm. waxed glowingly about Baker Mayfield, and I cringed. Oh, did you? I, I don't. See- I don't want that. Stop. So you're more along the lines of the Browns fan that I have been over the years. Now I've I've been trying to become more of a let's enjoy being rated as one of the best. Let's roll with the punches. Let's get there and see it. I've tried not to be the person who's like, there's no way we're top five. And here's seven reasons why. Because at some point it's like, well, I I may have had those concerns over the years, but last year took a lot of that away from me to say, hey, man, I didn't think they were going to figure this out. December was a little rough, but then they found their way when it mattered against a very bad Steelers team. But they did get their way into the playoffs and then beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And that, that goes a long way. It's very difficult to argue the talent that's there. The names that the Browns have, the names that the Browns added in the offseason with John Johnson III just being one of the guys and Javian Clowney and then the job they did in drafting with uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Kormora falling to them mm-hmm. in the second round on paper, it's great. So that's, you know, then the Browns fan in me goes, you know, wait till they mess it up on the field. <laughs> I don't use mess it up. It was a word that Buddy would have right. had to dump, but yeah. There, there, I, I have this this battle that I do internally as a Browns fan because yes, on paper they should be absolutely right up there. There's just a ton of talent. Yeah. I, well, let's go through because they have. Uh, he has ranked the positions 
and tells you where every team. Now, this is a huge undertaking. I would love to know how long it takes me to put this together. I would hope it's not like how much one, coffee is consumed. Well, I would hope it's not like one day where he's like, <laughs> you know what? Today's the yep. day. I'm doing it all. There's no way you could do that. But he ranks every position unit for every team, one through 32. So we'll kind of jump around a little bit here, but let's start off with the offense quarterback units. He has the Browns 11th best in the league. Bengals 18th best in the league tops. Overall, the chiefs Packers, Tampa Bay, Seattle kind of makes okay. sense. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Baker Mayfield, top 10 quarterback. I tend to think he's close to being there and they have been 11th. So can't really disagree with that. Joe Burrow could eventually get there, but you don't know what he's going to he be. Could be, Right up there. He top looks. 10. He looks like he could be great. Just got to know how healthy he it's, is. And and I feel weird okay. rooting for him as a Browns fan, but I find myself incredibly hopeful that Joe Burrow succeeds. Yeah, that is a weird. Year. That is a weird Ohio weird State spot. motivated thing that I have too. Where I, not you know what? It's not even all Ohio State guys because there are plenty of Michigan players who have played for the Browns that I mm-hmm. have rooted for yep. and hoped for the best and enjoyed. Yeah. Hey, Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm excited when he makes plays. I don't care where he played in college, nope. but like Joe Burrow, I do feel, I don't know why just, I enjoy watching him play and I was happy to see him come back to the state of Ohio. Yeah. It's going to kill me if he starts beating the Browns every year. I'm not going to exactly enjoy that, but we're not there yet. It's so not, it's not happened. Once it starts happening, I will enjoy it less. Uh, it, it's an odd, like not ownership, but like there's that kinship you feel with Joe Burrow. I feel like as an Ohio guy, just watching him, you know, grow up in in Athens and and be the quarterback that you thought would would hit Ohio State and then you know make it happen for the Buckeyes. And yeah, it didn't work out obviously, and no real fault of his own. And he goes down to LSU, and you're rooting for him there. That was strange as hell, it, man. It was, it was a weird. I, time. I found myself thrilled for him that he won a national championship. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was too, once it all happened the way it did. But yeah, it, it's still a little bittersweet. But Weird. It's all right. He's got a lot of fans in Ohio. It's okay. Uh, just a couple other highlights here. They actually say that the Browns have the best running backs room in the league, yes. and I, I'd fully sign on board with that. Uh, not as quite not quite as sure about having Cincinnati's running backs room at 16. Mm. That might be a little high, but... I feel whatever it's it's mid tier at best. Does it's that definitely, speak to how bad seventeen through thirty two are? Um, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's because that's because that's, that's weird. If you'd ask me, the Bengals running back room is what in the NFL? It's like twenty seven. Oh yeah, or something. I would say lower. Yeah, twenties or lower. I would not think it's in the top half of the league or thereabouts, but that's where they have it. Uh, very high in the Bengals wide receivers though. Third overall is where he's got the wide receiver unit. Has the Browns wide receivers at thirteenth, which I. I feel that's a little. It's a little low. low. <laughs> but did he confuse these two? That's like not that that's the strange. The Bengals have plenty of talent. Like on they paper, have drafted well. You and would think yes, Jamar I think, Chase. I guess in Jamar my head, Chase, I think is going to be a baller. I've I think he's going to be just great. Reports from camp and the drops. I'm like, I don't know if he's there yet. Yeah, I know. Right, we'll see. But that's it. It's potential. I guess is where he's going. But with then, this. like Odell Beckham Jr. I don't understand why people. This is <laughs> so, just now. This is just two Browns fans. We're like, what about our team? As sorry, he called us. He called us the third best overall team in the league. All right, I get it. I'm whining about things, but Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know why people think it's like. Well, if he cannot be a distraction, it's like whatever little distraction he is. He's one of the best hands receivers the league has ever seen when he's on his game, and he mostly has been, except for when he's been hurt. So. Let's give him a year where he's not hurt and see how he Without does. Without Odell Beckham Jr., the Browns don't beat Bodie's Cowboys last True. season. Right, so. yeah, absolutely. 
uh, has the Browns as the top offensive line unit. Yep. That is music to my ears. Bad news is he has the Bengals in the bottom five, which is also That's true, and that is that is real and the huge concern. Uh, I think I want to say he had the he had one of the big question marks as well, being the Steelers. He actually yeah, had the Steelers. That's he had the Steelers listed as the shakiest offensive line in the league. Which good plan to have Ben Roethlisberger be, <laughs> behind a line that you have not addressed. So they made some interesting offseason choices, the Bengals and the Steelers, because I don't know who I feel worse about in terms of an offensive both, line. Yes, yes, because it's well bad. Might that bode well for a team that has one of the best defensive Miles lines. Miles his chops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm excited about These it. stupid Browns fans are just gloating now. Yeah, well, we're the third best overall team in the league. We I don't know if you know that. Damn it. I don't know if you know that. We're the third best <laughs> overall team in the league, so you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, take a break when we come back. Degenerate T-Bone is next. It's Man and Bone with Reese are filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 670 westbound before Neal Avenue. It is causing some slowdowns over here. Traffic is backed up from I-71. Plan on some backups as they try to get things clear, and please use caution in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by J.C. Roofing Supply. Working on a roofing project? Think J.C. Roofing Supply. The best prices on shingles and all your roofing supply needs, including ground drop and rooftop delivery. Family owned and operated, servicing the central Ohio area for over 50 years. Check them out at jcroofingsupply.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Welcome in. Hope your Friday is off to a great start. Eric Reeser's filling in for Common Man today. Hopefully you have a good weekend plans too. Maybe you're uh, mowing the grass, something like that. If you I don't know when you listen to podcast research, but I listen to them when I'm mowing the lawn and doing like menial tasks around the house. I like yes. to throw a podcast on. So if you would like to hear Mike and I swearing and telling behind the scenes stories, you can listen to our podcast that we did as a thank you to all of you who uh, have been listening to our podcast and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can go check it out now. We did an uncensored hour is available to you only on our podcast feed, which is available anywhere you get podcasts. So Look up Man and Bone. If you subscribe already, it's in there. Listen to it this weekend. We've already had a few people who have uh, sent us a review of it, like just tweeting at us or whatever. The reviews so far have been, it's great to hear you swear, which I didn't realize that was a unfulfilled need that our audience had, but I know it's going away from the porn, but if OnlyFans will let us just go on there and swear for our audience, well, maybe they, that's they a new stream of revenue. they do need to find new ways to get revenue, right? And MasterCard and Visa will accept payments for podcasts. <laughs> there so, you go. That's true. I'm we on Spotify, that. and I can see the Common Man and T-Bone bonus show. So All right. Don't hit play, because now, no, no, that would, now. Wouldn't that be great if we got an FCC violation from one of our phones accidentally phone playing, playing it through the microphone? The Dirty Man and Bone the dirty, podcast. <laughs> dirty. Mm. Dirty Man and Bone. It's not, it's not dirty. It's just... Then Platinum it's, Fox would have a reason to be worried. That's right. He would, exactly. <laughs> All right, Degenerate T-Bone. Let's do it, Bodie. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's Picks for the Weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Bringing care closer to you with more hospitals and care sites in more places. All right, Reese, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you one that I think makes a lot of money for everybody, and I hate to say it this way but then i want to tell you a couple of uh, bets that i think are really great uh from the big 10 schedule because we'll we'll get some over and unders in college football in a moment but this weekend the crew 
They're down. They're bad. Mm. They're awful. Jossie Zardes is now out. He's going to miss the game. They're starting forward. Lower body. Lower body injury because it's hockey now. Caleb Porter's, you know, kind of getting a little testy. It's like, well, if the fans think that Barry will be great, well, maybe he'll play. I don't know. All right, whatever, dude. Here's what I know. Playing the Seattle Sounders. They're coming into town. They want revenge for losing an MLS Cup. This is the rematch. This team has sucked the last five, six weeks. They've actually been really inconsistent all year, have the crew. They're playing Seattle. Seattle is plus 200 to win this game because it's on the road. Just look, just bet on Seattle. If you're a crew fan and that's going to hurt your feelings, then you get some money back if they do it. And that'll make you feel better. And if the crew get any other result than a loss, you'll be like, wow, that was amazing. I did not expect that. So just plus 200, go take that, and you'll probably make a little money. But even if you don't, you'll feel better because, hey, then you you paid for the result you want, which is you need a point out of this game at the bare minimum. I don't think they'll get it. But there you go. That's me. T-Bone, the giant crew fan, telling you to bet against the crew because they suck, and right now they do. Sorry, have to tell it like it is. Now, here are some Big Ten college football best bets as put together by ESPN. I want to see where you are on this. Wolverines, they say the best bet in the Big Ten this season is under 7.5 wins for Michigan. Let me read you their schedule. Western Michigan, Washington Huskies, Northern Illinois, I think they win two out of those three. I don't know if they beat Washington. Rutgers, that's three probable wins, although Rutgers has made it a little mm. dicey for them in the past. Rutgers was their premier win last season. That's right. That's right. At Wisconsin, loss. At Nebraska, <laughs> maybe that's four. Northwestern's going to be down, but I still think Northwestern is a tough out for them. At Michigan State, they don't win both of those games, so no. I'll give them one. That's five. Indiana, no. At Penn State, no. (laughs) Maryland is maybe at Maryland, but it's at Maryland, and that's six. And then you play Ohio State. I think... I would go the under. I think the under is the easy one there. I think that's easy enough. And they actually, ESPN has it as your best bet. Um, Now, I don't know about the rest of these bets they put in here. Penn State to win the league, plus 800. Well, if you're going to bet on anybody to not name Ohio State, that's fine. And eight to one odds is really good for one of these, like, win the league bets, but... Yeah, I'm not. I, I think any betting against anyone other than Ohio State is probably losing your money. But if you wanted to do that, there you go. Sparty over under four and a half wins. I mean, Sparty's supposed to be bad, but I want to say they already play Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Maryland, and Nebraska at home. So there's, there it is. There's probably three at least, maybe four wins there. And if you can get any of these other teams that you play on your schedule, like I said, I could see Northwestern even, or I'm sorry, Michigan State rather. I could see them beating Michigan. Potentially. I could. They've got Michigan, Maryland, and Penn State at home. They could win. They could easily get, I think they can get over four and a half. That's, that's one I would take. And the last one I'll give you, Indiana, over seven and a half wins. It's the favorite. It's, it's minus 105. Wow. Do you think Indiana's going to have trouble getting to like eight or nine wins? I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's only seven and a half. So if you are looking to place some bets, you got a couple weeks till the season starts. Maybe you're going to take a trip to a state that has their head screwed on straight and let you bet on sports. Can you drive to like the border of you, Ohio and Indiana, put your cell phone across the state lines, and then <laughs> download bet? Here's you have asked the, you have asked the right person because I have done this many times. No joke. I have literally made an hour and a half drive from my house to the Indiana border. There's a little town where I can get cell reception. Mm-hmm. You have to like establish. It's like being in the paint. You have okay. to establish position, and then you're like considered in the paint. <laughs> and then you're good. yes, and then they let you. Yes, you have the. I have the the app downloaded. I have my information in there. It verifies where I am, and then it's like, do you want to place these bets? And I say yes, yeah. and then 
boom, they're all on my, I've lost most of them that I've placed, but I have money in the app that if I go back to Indiana or like Michigan or Pennsylvania or any of these other West Virginia, you can literally go to any of these other states where it's legal and do this. Yeah. So if you've got time between now and, you know, next couple weeks when it starts up, if you want to place some bets, I'm just telling you the before the season over unders and all that stuff, that's where it is for me. I think it's great. So now I've given you some heads up and some time to do it. Make your best judgment. I think my scramble to the border. Yeah, that's right. Run for the border. Come on, Ohio. Let's whatever. Sorry. No, we have nothing else for you. <laughs> we'll get we, you don't, we don't need any money in Ohio. We don't need any tax revenue from that. No, we got an hour good. left of this show. I'm not going <laughs> to drag you down that road. I know one hole. of your favorite things to do is talk about sports and state of Ohio <laughs> legislature. You love that. It's your favorite state thing. ever. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the rundown when we come back. It's Man and Bone with Reese for filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident now blocking the two right lanes of westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-71 and still continues to build. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. Please be very careful over here. Plan on delays for at least another half an hour. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Raising Canes. Raising Canes is celebrating 25 years. That means 25 years of serving over 2.5 billion cooked-to-order chicken finger meals and 25 years of serving their community. Raising Canes, 25 years. Here's one love. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Happy Friday to you. Eric Reister filling in for Common Man today. Bodie is filling in for Panama Ted as well because every year, Mike and Ted, like clockwork in August, they take vacation together at the same time. And I don't know where they go. They never tell me. But well, they I feel always- like... Ted is waiting for is at home pre-gaming for CM Punk's return tonight to professional wrestling <laughs> and Mike is trying to figure out how he can get out to Los Angeles to put his name in for the Jeopardy hosting spot. <laughs> yeah, that Jeopardy situation. Well, CM Punk, I that whole thing if you're not a pro wrestling fan, CM Punk is coming back supposedly to wrestling tonight and that's a big deal for a lot of us who like pro wrestling. Is that going to do you watch AEW? I regularly? don't. I, I Are so, you going to tune in? Uh Yes, I, I will try to find. I think it's on yes. TNT. Okay. Uh, it might be TBS. One of the Turner but, yeah, stations. Yeah, yeah. Right. I will absolutely do that just to watch this because as a fan, a huge fan in 2011, and in recent years, I just haven't paid attention in AEW thing. I only really pay attention to if Ric Flair's there. I think Sting uh, came out of you know out of nowhere to wrestle at 95 years old. Uh, Chris did. Jericho got a pizza cutter taken to his face. I saw that. that. caused like dominoes and everything to get all, you know. <laughs> Some scuttlebutt there. So that's where I pay attention to that company. But uh, the CM Punk thing, I, I think, is a big deal for just like pop culture. Yeah. You know, because yeah. this was a guy who was as big as it got in 2011 and then just walked away from it all with middle fingers in the air, went to the UFC, didn't have a great time did not, there. Did, did not go well for him. No, no. has been a, a pop culture figure floating around for a couple of years. And this does, yeah, the, I'll, I'll definitely turn it on. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. By the way, Platinum Fox has been tweeting or texting me during the show. Uh oh. Because well, no, because I had said, um, I had said the hyperloop has not been delivered by Elon Musk a while ago. We were mm-hmm. talking about Elon Musk and how I feel like he never delivers on any of these things he promises. And Platinum Fox said, "Oh no, hyperloop is in Vegas. Oh. It's working." And I said, "Because I he had recently taken a trip or some time ago taken a trip." And I said, "Did you have you been on it?" And he said, "Yes." It was great. And I said, how fast did it go? And he said, 45 miles an hour. <laughs> they built a highway underground? 
They built like 33 underground. Now, he's claiming, I did not know this. That he, was like 70 miles per hour. Well, so Platinum Fox is saying that there's one that apparently Musk takes from, uh, like, oh, he's building one from LA to Vegas. And mm-hmm. that one will go. Okay. Will go 130 miles an hour. So will that, that will that will that robot guy <laughs> be on to, it? When's he going to space? <sighs> no, he already put like a Miata up in. Or no, it was a Tesla. What the Roadster, right? He put a. Thought he was going to space. No, no, no. He shot a Tesla up into space. Why does a Tesla need to be in space? He'll be on Mars soon enough. Don't worry. He's gonna just make sure. Like I, Elon Musk seems like the type of guy that would be like, no, no, no. I want all you guys to go first because I care about humans. And then as like the rocket explodes, he'll be like, oh darn. I guess we'll get more rockets. And then once it's all tested and fine, then Elon Musk will go up and go on. Elon Mars. Musk is like a kid in, a, in like a, a toy store where you have to constantly refocus him. Like, no, 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 come yeah. over. No, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, I got lost at Kosai as a kid because I was one of those that couldn't ever, like, I was like looking here. Yeah. Everybody go here. But I'm going over here. Like, that's Elon. They're like, come on. No, Elon, this project. Come over here. There was an old school Kosai. There was mm-hmm. a. Um, that was the old school Kosai. There was a, there was a self-check area where they taught you how to check for um various cancers which is educational and good but of course me and my dumb junior high buddies would would go to specific anatomically correct parts to do things and that was wrong and that was bad but as a child i feel like i was let down by the system because i was not taught properly that like hey when you're at cosi and you're in seventh grade don't act like a doofus around like these apparatus then you went to wendy's and had a frosty <laughs> I miss that Wendy's so much. I miss it so good, much. Good Wendy's. And it is only a certain age group and year of people who rode a bus to Kosai where they had the fake glass facade and yep. you walked in, it was like an old bank, and then there was like steps, and then after that you got a frosty at the first Wendy's. <sighs> good times. Great glad we, times. Glad we had this memory. Mm-hmm. This is great. And if you don't know about what we're talking about, that's all right. Um we're just old and reminiscing. That's what we do. Uh, let's hit the rundown, shall we? Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. I'm going to take a Hyperloop back in time. There you go. go. To that, go to that cosine. That, Although the new cosine is great, too. I love the current cosine. I'm just... Old cosine was... something about the old cosine. There was. And yes. And now I... And I've forgotten about that Wendy's till you said it. And that... that Triggered a memory, and I felt very good about it. I was an obese child, so that was the best part of the <laughs> Kosai experience. I'm an obese child as an adult. Like it, I eat like an obese child. I just eat everything I want. I don't eat any veggies. I remember not. I remember like enjoying going to Kosai because it was fun, but the after Kosai Wendy's was the best part. Yeah, for yeah. me, that's good. That's I, I, I. If I again hit the lottery, and I will just like steal all the Wendy's signage. I will. I will print my own, and I will make my own like fake Wendy's. In that, I don't even know what's there now, but I will find a way to put something there that is close to that type of uh, that type of deliciousness. I will say this good. now: as an as an adult, the post Kosai uh, Land Grant beer is that's great right. Too. That's an adult. It's also yes, fun, that's, and I have done that, that. That is a good trip as well. Yes. I agree with you. Spaghetti Warehouse too. You can go over there, get a plate full <laughs> yeah. of pasta, go get some beers. It's great. I love this idea. All right, so there could be an alliance between the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac twelve. Uh, Nicole Auerbach for The Athletic reported this this morning. Heather Dinich from ESPN has also had some reporting on this. But basically what it amounts to is that by next week, the plan is the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 will say, we're aligned, we're together, here's what it looks like, here's what we're planning to do. Doesn't sound like they actually have the plan fully no. together yet because one of the reports from Heather Dinich was that they plan, they're they going to have a call this weekend where they kind of hammer it out. But at least... 
there's this. There is a committee that's been formed to figure out, and it involves people from all of these different conferences. All three conferences have gotten together already and kind of laid some of it out. They're just finalizing it now. But this partnership could be anything from, hey, the three of us are going to play a game or two here or there, and we're just going to look out for each other, and maybe we'll all vote the same way when it comes to college football playoff expansion. It could be something as loose as that, or it could be something like a giant super conference with three divisions where these teams all play each other pretty regularly. They vote in lockstep together and they basically are like, cool, you're the sec. You're over there. We're all together over here. Which way do you think it will go? Where, like if you had to put a percentage on where or not a percentage, but those are the two extremes. Where do you think it lands? If you had to guess right now, initially, I, I think it's just the, Oh, a couple games. We'll, we'll we'll do a couple games against each like other, like a loose formation. It's a loose affiliation of three conferences that need to have a reaction or a they need to have a counter to what the SEC did in the middle of the night with Texas and Oklahoma. They just they got to do it and they got to do it now. And while that's fine, I, I would hope that there is. I guess I'm going to have to hope for another press release about a, a, a future press release or a press right. release about a meeting that hashes out more intricate details of this because I, I think for it to truly be successful, it needs to be a complete immersion of all three conferences playing games against each other, like six Ohio, Ohio State can play six Big Ten teams, but then the rest of the schedule is Pac-12 and ACC. Sorry, Mac. I'm, I'm an Ohio University guy, and I love it when the Bobcats go into Ohio Stadium and get steamrolled by the Buckeyes. It's fun to watch, and I appreciate it. I know what it does for Ohio's athletic department. I know what it does for, insert Mac opponent here's athletic department. But in terms of conference survival at a Power 5 level is what needs to be focused on right now. And so it's got to be Big Ten teams and also ACC teams and also Pac-12 teams. I think this is a good point that you bring up because all the Mac schools, we have a lot of graduates from Mac schools that are you know in the listing area. I don't know the answer on this because I've never rooted for one of those schools, but I would think in some ways it takes the pressure off. If there's like a super ridiculous, over-the-top, super NCAA above that mm-hmm power conference structure and then all the other conferences can be like okay cool so now we just play like regular college football like we always have and maybe there's a little less money coming in but it's still i don't think anyone's gonna be if you know that ohio do you do you go to an ohio u game or did you when you were on campus do you ever go thinking well you know if we go undefeated (laughs) we could i mean look at what cincinnati's been doing and it's it's a tough deal it's hard to see yourself getting into that club in 2012 ou was undefeated and it ranked 25th because they'd beaten penn state at the beginning of the season heading into the last game of the season at miami and lost oh that's right And so i was making i was trying to make the argument to nobody who had listened because it's a ridiculous proposal that ohio should be invited to the bcs games (laughs) well you know what but in theory you're right because it's like well if this is all college football and all that exists but that's the reality we're living in yeah it's never truly been about the ohio U's or the boise states or the cincinnati's when they or temple when they had their run for a minute like it's never been about that it's always about who are the power players who does everybody want to see at the end of the year? And that's going to be the two or three big dogs from the SEC, a couple of Big Ten powers, if those ever exist, other than Ohio State. 
a, a Pac-12 power, some ACC powers like Clemson. That's who you're going to want to see at the end of this anyway, and that's where they're headed. That's that's why Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC because they're like, we know much the Big 12 sucks, so we'll go join them because we know we want to be considered one of the power teams. This alliance things like Voltron, but if Ohio State was like the head, the shoulders, the arms, Clemson was the torso and one of the legs, and all of the other teams were just the other leg in Voltron. That's right. Yes, that's exactly that right. That, yeah. that, that, that is what it is, but they do need to, if they're going to go in, go completely all in and have the three conferences play a bunch of games against each other and this might sound weird but that 2030 game you had against Oklahoma or against Georgia Ohio State you're not playing that because they are not part of this you have to exclude the SEC completely until they come to the table and say okay let's now work together yeah I I agree with you these three teams these three conferences need to be saying we're doing our own thing the SEC can do what they want and oh by the way we have more schools more clout more power more money so either they can get on board with what we're doing or they can be left behind let's wrap it up Bodie Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. All right, the question on everybody's mind, and it's been on our minds for a while, and it's going to be asked again, and we're going to try to answer it in the next segment, is what the hell is wrong with Skip Bayless? We're going to try to unpack that because he's just still crazier than ever. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Might need to dedicate a whole show. (laughs) But we'll try to get to the bottom of what the hell is wrong with Skip Bayless. The latest on that coming up next. It's Man and Bone with Reese for filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from I-71. Police on scene in this area. Please use caution. Another accident also blocking the left lane of 71 northbound before 11th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now RemkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Only on Array with fan traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Friday. Eric Reese are filling in for Common Man today. Bodie is hanging out where Panama Ted usually is. Mike and Ted have gone to Sandals in Cabo. Mmm. Good times. All inclusive. Yeah. Well, they have a sandals membership that they, okay. they take. They go. I'm never included in the trip. Someone has to stay back and hold down the fort. It's, yeah. So it's okay. I hope they're having a great time. I usually enjoy. Hope it. I am as equal of an experience to you as sandals <laughs> is to them. I don't feel like that's the <laughs> case. I have seen the. Uh, I have seen the place. I don't know if I, I don't think it's sandals, but the place that's in where like you have the room in the ocean. Like you're in a in a hut mm-hmm. on stilts above the ocean, and you walk out, and under you is just crystal clear blue water. That's where I envision they've gone. I don't know if that's where they've gone. That's where I want to go for vacation. I don't know how Mike would do with that because oh no, that's why I want to see. I want to see like him the mirror, out there, and then there's like a larger fish that maybe could eat him. He's he's freaked out. I want to see in him hut. in that situation <laughs> because it would be funny to me. I don't think he would enjoy himself at all in that situation because that's not his thing at all. He does not like natural bodies of water. He does not like anywhere that's not his house. Yes, mostly. But <laughs> that's, that. that's where I that's where I like to be. Is I do like natural bodies of water. I have, believe it or not, when many pounds ago I went scuba diving. Ooh, I've told him this before, and he thinks I'm lying. But I actually was in open water, like 
30 feet down with a tank. It was one of the best experiences of my life. And then I got in the boat and realized, I don't know if there were any sharks out there, but I'm sure the sharks were aware that I was. They knew that you were there. Yeah. And so they may have left us alone because they were like, not our thing, too much equipment to get through. But it dawned on me then after I did it, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm just a sit in the boat guy. Maybe I'm a stand over the water and look down on it kind of guy. That's where I'm at. I'm a, I can yeah. be in the boat, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Also, Aerial America is not good for that because they've shown those shots of here's where all the sharks migrate. And it's like everywhere off the beach. That you want to go. Yes, it's everywhere you want to go. The sharks no are like, thanks. that's a great place to be. And then what every a- year they get closer, apparently. Yeah, they do. They're- like, hey, that place that you and your family want to go for that vacation, sharks. Yeah. That's why now everywhere we go on vacation near the beach, got to have a pool. Because I, I will look at the water all day long. I will stand out near it. I will breathe in the salt air. I will get sand in my toes. And then we'll go back to the hotel and I hop in the pool. Yeah. And then I feel much better. No sand in the pool. Yeah. So hopefully they're enjoying their vacation. Skip Bayless is apparently enjoying his life. I don't I don't know how he lives with himself, but this is where he is. Here's the latest thing that Skip Bayless did. And I don't know what possesses this man. Apparently he woke up at 2 a.m. Or he does this every day. He does a morning show on national television. Your routine is probably a little different, uh, and he does that out west, right? So he's three yeah. hours behind. So that's like 5 a.m. here. He's on at 9 a.m. Eastern. That's understandable. Four hours before your air shift, you get up and do your stuff. Okay. So he gets up at 2 a.m. West Coast time and works out. Let him live. He's in good shape. He's an older guy. He wants to stay in good shape. Good for him. Here's the problem. He posted something to his Instagram today to his 437,000 followers on Instagram. Why are you following Skip Bayless? Why are you following? What kind of content could he possibly produce? Here's the content he produces. Mm -hmm. A picture of an RCA digital alarm clock that says 2.00. And then you can see a ghosted image of his finger holding his phone right up to it to take the picture because the reflection is in the face of the clock. And he says, hey, LeBron. I'm up here in LA. Are you? I'm preparing for my first workout of the day. Are you, LeBron? Wake up, LeBron. It's an obsession. What? And, like it needs clinical help. What is happening? What what With happened to this man? Now, for those who are not aware of Skip Bayless's prior well, not his prior history, because he's got a lot of stupidity, obviously. But Skip Bayless's actual career at one point before he became just a shouting blob of angriness on our televisions. Skip Bayless was a notable journalist who covered the Dallas Cowboys for many years in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And that's of course why he always talks about the Cowboys. That's why he always claims to have all this insight. Skip Bayless at some point was a high level journalist in a major American city who probably made a good six figure living just going to practice writing about trades and off-season moves, what went on at the game, filing those reports, and that wasn't good enough for him. So he decided then to become this incendiary, I don't know, lightning rod of a person who, among other things, when he was in Dallas, reported in a book that was, of course, since instantly refuted, reported that Troy Aikman was gay. And this was in the mid-90s when he did this, where, you know, again, no one... People would still think that's a big story nowadays, but it would be very supportive. At the time, this was viewed as more of an attack, right or wrong. That's how it was portrayed. But there's no credibility to that. Troy Aikman instantly came out and said, this is not right. And there was a longstanding you know, feud from that. That was in the mid-90s that he did this. What is his deal? Why, 
Why is Skip Bayless what he is? Can you answer that for me, Reese? Because I have no I th- idea. I think I have a theory as to why he is what he is. Um, okay. And, and, and this, I guess this would give him credit because he foresaw what what would make a lot of money in sports media in the later 20-teens and into the 2020s is that he became – he had this character. Right? It's like a wrestler that has a character idea. And they live that character long enough, they become that character. Oh, you are. It's like Ric yep. Flair was never the, you know, styling and profiling, wheeling, dealing son of a gun. He was at one point probably just a regular guy who liked to do some wrestling. He was a very, for by all accounts, a very tough individual who would get into fights. And like back in the old school days of wrestling, there were times where you actually did some kind of severe physical yes, stuff. And sure. he's, he was a noted like physically tough guy. But the character he portrayed was this guy who never wanted to get in a fight mm-hmm. and was always, you know, don't touch me, get off my alligator shoes, you know how much those cost. Like, you're right, that was a character he played. Now Ric Flair is that Is Ric Flair. And so now Skip Bayless is no longer the journalist. He is the hot take machine that is obsessive with things that he thinks are what people want to get incendiary about. Yeah. Like yep. he is, he feels that he has a pulse on the mob that is social media, that is general sports fandom where he can say something and the pitchforks and the torches come out. Yep. I and totally... he is the Pied Piper of hot takery. And that's the character that he's crafted over decades. And it's made him a boatload of money. Here's the thing with this type of media that he's in sports. We're in it too, sports media, but you know, I guess we're all in the opinion business, but I think when you come in here, when I come in here, when most people come into any like of these type of positions, we're trying to give you something that's entertaining and makes you think a little bit about the sports you watch or bring up a point you hadn't considered. Maybe we try not to make the most obvious observations. We fail at that miserably, but you know what I mean? Like we're, we're <laughs> trying to be somewhat entertaining, right? There is a level though, where I think you, I, and most people would say, yeah, I'm not going to go out here and just say something horribly inflammatory or otherwise just to get a reaction because you can do that you can you can say lebron james shouldn't even be in the nba he's so bad and everyone would point and laugh at you but skip bayless has somehow turned that into let's pay him eight million dollars a year to do this on tv so what i'm saying is if you're a young person trying to get into sports broadcasting uh you can do one of two things you can try to make it the normal way make a good living at it have a nice career and enjoy yourself and try to like you know have a soul or you can be completely shameless like Skip Bayless, and if you're annoying enough and persistent enough, you can make millions of dollars. And I, if you're asking me how to explain that that works, I don't know. Yeah, I can't explain that aspect of it because it is it is a fairly foreign thing to me because we, we talk about authenticity and we talk about being organic. And nothing he's done in his professional career on television, real. at least that I've seen, it, well, it is any of them. It, I, it wasn't real many years ago. Now, I, I do think, like you said, this is who he's become. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah. Because I picked up Skip Bayless when he started First Take. I didn't know who the guy was at all until the First Take thing. Yeah. And so that's all I know him as. Yeah, and he's still he's still hot he's take guy. Bad. He, bad at everything. Bad at, bad at, yeah, last week he was saying, oh, they're, Jacksonville's hiding Tim Tebow. They're going to have him the secret H-back weapon. Urban's not going to play him at tight end. Just you watch. Then he gets cut next day, and it's like, oh, we'll talk about it all day on The weird obsessions get whatever. me, because I don't think there's anybody in, in in sports media, at least, that has these just strange, endless obsessions with certain athletes and players that doesn't end ever. Like, if he's getting up, actually, at 2 in the morning and thinking about LeBron James, you know how much LeBron <laughs> James is thinking about Skip Bayless? <laughs> zero. It's Less just, than zero? It's sad. Absolute zero? Yeah, you're right. But not to his bank account. No, that's true. That's not you're sad. Right. And I don't know anybody who obsesses over like one college football player who won a Heisman Trophy and then played for a 
minor league baseball team and try to play tight end for I definitely don't know anybody like that. All right, tool of the <laughs> tool of the week is next. You can tweet us at Man and Bone nine seven one. We will read your tools on the air. If your tool wins, you win a fabulous prize. Winner receives a fifty dollars gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at forty one ninety one Worth Avenue at Easton Gateway. That's right. Conrad's is your prize for tool of the week. That's next on Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching a couple serious accidents. One crash blocking the right lane of westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is still bumper to bumper from I-71. There's also police on scene in this area. And an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound before 11th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go here as well. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details, engines, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke doing car care right. Only an array with fan traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Friday. Eric Reeser is in for Common Man. Tool of the Week is coming up in just a moment. But don't forget, it is that time of year again where you can save big money on water treatment equipment from Connecticut. That's because next week, Thursday through Saturday, August 26th through the 28th, it's the Open House Savings Event at Connecticut at their location in Canal Winchester. They're also offering salt and filter discounts at Midway Market in Ostrander off Marysville Road. Here's the, here's the deal. If you want to get Connecticut water in your house, if you want to get the funk out of your water, then that's the time to do it because you can get $1,000 off a water treatment system like the one I have in my house, the whole home water treatment system. You can get $700 off a K5 drinking water station like I have where you don't have to buy bottled water anymore. You get a spigot of water that comes out of your sink that's just the Connecticut purified drinking water right there. It's awesome. Plus, you can get 25% off filters and accessories, huge discounts on whole home systems. Everything is there. Plus, you can enter to win an Amazon Echo 8, autographed Blue Jackets items, and much more. Check out ConnecticutColumbus.com. But don't forget, this Thursday through Saturday coming up this week, August 26th to the 28th, it's the Open House Savings Event at Connecticut. Tool of the Week time. Let's do it, Bodie. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. Winner this week for Tool of the Week gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at 4191 Worth Avenue at Easton Gateway. Reese, are you ready to go? I am. All right, let's do it. Bill says, my guys. Mm, doggies. Nice. Hear that tonight. Good pull, buddy. High school football game of the week. I like it, yeah. Uh, my tools of the week are you guys. If you were smart, you'd do a paid subscription podcast of weekly bonus content instead of messing around on Cameo. In lieu of a prize, I will accept 5% of first-year sales. Buster Screen! Thank you, Bill. He put Buster Screen in there, so I had to say that. Yep. Like our guy Jim Donovan, who you can now hear on the fan. Sunday Doing Browns broadcast, yes. Fight the Giants. Mm-hmm. Alex said, my guys. Everybody wants it smaller and soft so they can dig their fingers into it. That's right. Science. My tool of the week is the guy in front of me at Chipotle who ordered four meals with chips, drinks, and paid on separate cards. Empty line at arrival, but by the time I paid, that line was at the back wall. Emperor common man, can I get a jail for life verdict? Well, he's not here. Reeser, what do you say? Then I'll rule on it. Uh, Yeah, jail for life. What? 
That's very nice. I was going to say death. So oh, we can't. No, we can't be killing anybody. No, show. we can't. We, right. well, this then is death. It's death. Heads, death. spikes, walls. That's right. You walk in. You order more than two items. Sorry. Call it in the head. They have an app. Do that. Uh, Seth says, my guys. Tell them about it, Jojo. My tool of the week is the people in management at my job. Usually on Fridays, we try to get out around noon as long as we keep up production throughout the week, which we did. However, yesterday, management decided to let us out almost two hours early so we could work all day today and never got a reason or explanation for their decision. Needless to say, everyone was mad and no one understood the logic behind the decision. See, that's just it. Tell people why you're doing it. Explain, hey, Thursday this week, we're going to have two hour off early, but Friday you need to be here. And here's why. People may still be mad. You got to explain that stuff. I think that's fair. Uh, You pointed this one out to me earlier, but uh, Tom, or actually Trap is the one who tweeted this in. He said, Tom is the tool of the week and then included a picture. Can you describe the picture research? At last night's Reds game, the scoreboard message uh, sometime later on in the game where you can send in messages, much like you can with two of the week and various other things on the fan. And, And group messages are like happy birthday or congratulations on retirement to your grandpa or to Jim who just retired. Congratulations, Jim, on your retirement. So the Reds group messages had some of like the happy 40th birthday, Colin. Happy 13th birthday, Kelsey. We love you. Caitlin, I was wrong. Talk to me. Tom at the top at the top Tom so Tom is trying to get a message to Caitlin whoever Caitlin is mm-hmm. and he's opted for a Reds ball game yes okay. Caitlin run <laughs> my message yeah, to guy, her this guy made up so be... many red flags involved with this what's that shirt made out of not boyfriend material <laughs> not boyfriend material Tom sorry Caitlin I want to move on uh let's see this is from uh daddy always good Daddy said, my tool of the week has to be the Dremel 4300. Talk about a multitasker. I did that wrong, didn't I? Daddy's my tool of the week. So thank you, Daddy, okay. for that. Because that's, that's a thank you for the joke. I appreciate it. Uh, BG says, my guys. <laughs> Can't wait to hear Collinsworth back. So good. My tools of the week are people in my neighborhood who knew a minor inconvenience like increased traffic for two days because of a road closure would cause such hysteria. Totally understood. People don't know how to act sometimes around road closures. People don't know how to drive in the city. Well, that's that's another thing. My tools yes. are forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, this is from Thaddeus. He says, my guys. Chubby time! My tool of the week is your bonus show. I now want it every day. Look what you've done. Well, you know what, Thaddeus? Go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If we get to 750, that's the next threshold. We have 500 reviews. We want to get up to 750. When we get to that, we're going to do another one. And you may see how this is going. We may just do this every time we hit a certain milestone. We may have to amend that to get to 515 because I don't know if we'll get to 750. I don't know. Demand seems pretty high. All right. Well, if people want to hear another one of those and you haven't left a review yet, go leave one on Apple Podcasts and you'll get another one. Or go listen to that podcast now and you can hear what he's talking about uh ray says my guys jack and dick my tool of the week was who kept putting the nascars on the track to be destroyed <laughs> that was uh yeah was last car yeah it was nascar <laughs> it was the uh indie race where they raced on the road course at indy not the oval there was a piece of the track that came up and cars lo- you saw the wrecks we were talking about it earlier i mean it, cars were just destroyed from this little flap of, I don't know, track border, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to call it. 
Did not work out well. I was going to use a Mario Kart Koopa Troopa Beach reference here. <laughs> There's a shortcut on the beach, and it's a ramp, and you never are able to hit that ramp and get into the little cave that sneaks you through half the course. But if you do, you're just lapping everybody. And that's what they were trying to do on that turn. They just crashed. Yep. Uh, Heike Mikey hmm. says, my tool of the week. Oh, 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 oh. That was, that was all right, Bodie. You were on it. He was on it. He didn't say it, though. He said, my tool of the week is Paul Feinbaum. Kept interrupting Larry before he was able to tell us how he drank 25 beers in three hours. Beer bong, butt chug, we'll never know. And Larry would agree since he called Paul a sissy in a very roundabout way. Look at him. Sorry, Mike usually does that. I added in best Vince McMahon I could give you. Did you hear the Larry? Paul's got to walk a fine line there. Oh. Because you can't really ask somebody, well, how are you ingesting or how are you taking in these people? Well, right. You don't want to encourage syndicated You don't show. want to encourage binge drinking, but it's a level of curiosity Larry one must have. had a problem. That's Larry. Larry had a big problem. And Paul couldn't be seen as too eager yeah. to figure out exactly how he was drinking the 24, 25 beers. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Brutus said, my guys. That wasn't a doink. That was a dong. My tool of the week is myself. I went up to Easton earlier this week and bumped into a mannequin and said, (laughs) sorry. Then said, oh, I thought you were a person. Well, not really saying I was still talking to the mannequin. I've never heard of anything like this. (laughs) So he's... He walks up to the mannequin, oh, sorry, and then explained himself like, oh, stupid me, I thought you were a person. You're an inanimate object. Get out of my way. Let me explain this to you. I, yes, I, you know what? I, well, who is this, Brutus? Yes. All right, number one, Brutus, you win the prize. You're, uh, you're winning tool of the week. That's great. Also, Brutus, I want you to know you're not alone. I would feel a level of shame and guilt for bumping into someone where I would start explaining myself like that without even realizing who I was explaining myself to. And in that case, it's a mannequin. So uh, congratulations to Brutus. He wins Tool of the Week. He's going to get a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at 4191 Worth Avenue at Easton He's Gateway. at Easton. So just if you run into that mannequin again, be like, hey, you helped me win Tool of the Week. Thanks. Oh, hey, you're not real again. Is Elon Musk around? Can he animate you into a thing? No, he can't because he never does. I'll get to it. He never, He did the Hyperloop thing, which the way Platinum Fox put it there, just he dug a hole in the ground that you could take your car in. You went 45 45 miles miles per hour? Oh, the Like a regular street? It's the future. Wasn't it supposed to charge your car as you're going, but faster than 45 miles per hour? Yeah, I I do know this. Uh, If that's what the future is, I just, I'm fine with here. I'm good. I don't need 45 mile an hour Hyperloop. It's like, how long will it take me to get to Cleveland? Seven days. Nope, I don't want it. Good with that. Yeah, I'll just take the freeway like normal. All right, back page when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of 71 northbound before 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. But still watching that accident on westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. Traffic is still slow over here as they try to get things clear. It is backed up to Leonard Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by WOW Superfast Internet, best price of the year. Switch to WOW Internet for the best price of the year. One gig internet is fast with the most bandwidth, now only $49.99. Call 833-WOW-SALE for offer details and get this deal today. Only on Array with Fan. And traffic. Final segment of the program. Eric Reese, who's been filling in for Common Man today, 
doing a great job as always. Appreciate you coming on, Reeser. That's fun to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. We had a blast. And uh, now Timmy Hall's in Join the Fun. Timmy, how are you? You guys. Uh-oh. Oh. oh. I didn't think about it either. No, you know what it is? So. Here's, no, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> oh, Tim's done it too. There was... I have. Four, I have. Four yeah. was... I put Go four on. up. Not three. You were thinking of the old studio when the microphones didn't make any sense with the numbering of them. I wasn't thinking at all. That's what I was doing. Well, bone reeser, it's good to see you guys. (laughs) Usually you do bone chops, bone man... I don't know that bone man reeser. Bone, 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 a lot. bone reeser. That's why the bone the thugs did bones. not accept bone reeser into their group because it <laughs> no. just took bone. too long to say bone reeser. Bone reeser. I used to think that your name was Greaser. Mm. Greaser? That's greaser with a G because I would hear his name when you put Eric and Reeser oh, together Eric and you say kind of fast. Yeah. Eric Greaser. Eric Greaser. I see that. I I've heard a lot of things greaser. about my name, but that's the first time I've ever heard that. Eric Greaser. Yeah, I can grease see that. in the wheels, baby. That's a good name. Greasy. Sure. Greaser. That's like a, um, oh gosh, what was the thing we, why am I blanking on the thing we had in your show that was for the beat writer? (laughs) That's what it was. I heard you guys show. Our guy, Tim May, just riding the Buckeye Buckeye Beat Rider was literally the copy that someone sent in here many moons ago (laughs) and had produced to say that he was a, and of course our voice guy did not, did not. Deviate. He was like beat writer. Oh, no, got it. read it exactly I, how you I write it. Made the mistake of walking up to this person and verbalizing. Yeah, you know, I should have typed it up myself. Yeah, I right. figured I'd be cool because we were like chatting, we were doing things in the here and now, and it's like, oh, what do you want for that promo once again? It's like, yes, something simple. Just I forget what the name of the segment was, but with Buckeye football beat writer Tim May. Mm-hmm. And then it came back, and I heard the voice guy, and it's like he tried to put emphasis. It was on like it. beat rider, Buckeye mm. football beat rider, Tim May. Yeah, he's like DMX talking about the Rough Riders. I yeah, wanted just... some cowboy sound effects in oh, there. You, no, <laughs> would have been better. Do you still have the audio file? Uh, we'd have to. I don't know where it is. I unfortunately don't have. A no, way to get I saw the light of. I May. think they're burned. No, we we aired it. I'm quite sure oh, we, we aired. I, I, oh, it like, aired. Oh, it's out there. It had to go for a full season. Yeah, of interviews with Tim May because that's how we I did it. That's it. how we did it back in the day. Just oh well, we made a mistake. Right. Let's let it live forever. That was. Uh, I don't yeah. know if anyone like knew. It probably went into your subconscious. Did no, Tim it didn't quite it? know, but you're like, wait, what? What? Beat Rider. Well, if huh? you say it quick enough, it kind of sounds Beat Rider. You know, but yeah. Anyway, Eric Greaser, the beat writer. There it is. That's it. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight, Tim? Coming up tonight, we, we're going to keep it till about 6.35. I, I hear they're going to start about 10 minutes past 7 at uh, Berlin tonight where the high school football game of the week is. Matt Andrews and Tyvis Powell. It'll be fun. They're getting ready for that. I'm going to talk about the floor and the ceiling, which I think both are going to be pretty close to each other for this Ohio State football team this year. Also... My friend, your friend, Pat Murphy, Mm -hmm. loves the crew, loves covering the Buckeyes. He's a beat rider himself, (laughs) so we'll ride a little bit on the Buckeye beat, what they were up to this week, the latest with all things camp, and Jim Harbaugh is a bit of a hypocrite. Oh, yes, he is. That certainly is. That's coming up on your short Buckeye show, 6 o'clock, 6.35-ish or so. We'll get tonight in high school football. Big hypocrite. (laughs) Big hypocrite. Giant. I like it. And then at 7 o'clock, like you mentioned, or 7.10 thereabouts, high school football, DeSales at Olentangy, Berlin. That should That's be a right. Berlin. very good. Berlin, I'm sorry. Not Berlin, like Germany. Sorry, I knew that, and these I said it wrong in, anyway. These names in Ohio, Olentangy, I'm surprised Berlin. we're not pronounced Ohio or Ohio 
with all the different right. pronunciations of our towns. Exactly right. On the Olin Tangy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the the, the Skioto yeah. River, my favorite <laughs> the one. Skioto. Dublin Skioto. All right, that's uh, that's the Buckeye Show recap. Let's get to the back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Take it away, Reeser. Is it Lionel or Lionel Messi? It's Greaser. <laughs> Lionel Greaser Messi. It's cabbage. Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi there has go. helped Michael Jordan make $7 million over the past couple of weeks. Really? Air Jordan manufactures the jerseys for PSG, Leo's mm. new team, uh-huh. and MJ gets a cool 5% of the club shirt sales. The kits have already wow. pulled over $100 million wow. in just a short time. So That's a good percentage. It's for just oh, sitting yeah. there doing nothing. You're saying just Michael. Just Michael. Yeah. 5% Individual brand. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Man. Paris Saint-Germain mm-hmm. is the uh, team. So it's Paris. and so Paris Saint-Germain. Paris. <laughs> just outside it's Berlin. It's in Berlin. It's in Berlin, actually. In Berlin. <laughs> Yeah. So that's, but no, that's, you think about it. Paris has a pretty uh, decent sized population of people. A lot of them are into the soccer team right, there. And Lionel Messi, jerseys. fairly popular worldwide. So it makes sense they do 100 million in sales in like a week. So, all right, there you go. That's it for us. That's, that's the show, boys. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Timmy, enjoy the Buckeye show tonight and then enjoy the high school football after that. We will be back on Monday. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from westbound 670 before Neal Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. Backups coming from 71. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.